This is a hose head production. Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gates. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot dings. Dark guards and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. We're here to entertain you. It's about to get strange. That's a first. Magic mushrooms really can expand your mind, producing a kind of religious experience. Awesome. What is going on, everybody out there? What is going on, all the hose heads? Uh, welcome to Strange Brew Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson, the Raptilian. Uh, and who else do I have as my co-host? The trippiest reverend kaiju, man. Yeah, I guess I should have. I am dressed like a hippie again, so I should have been like, what's going With on, man? ass long hair, Tom. What's going on there, buddy? Um, and we welcome Shane from Inquiries of Reality. We've worked together a little bit before, um, but, you know, we I've been on your show, but we always talked about having you on Strange Group Podcast, and, uh, and we always discuss this mushroom episode and how we should definitely do something based on psychedelics, and welcome Shane. Thanks for having me finally, bro. Looking forward to it. I know. I'm stoked for this. Um, So obviously everybody out there, we're talking about mushrooms, magic mushrooms, the history of it, the idea of whatever it is, and um, just like the overall having a whole discussion about, you know, the the fun guy that makes everyone a fun guy. Um, (laughs) Definitely makes me a fun guy. (laughs) uh, I'm a big fan of mushrooms. I've recently become more of a, a mushroom head. Um, and you know what? I want to know about your guys' experience before we get into, you know, all the nitty gritty details of where it came from and the understanding of this fungus as a whole, uh, psilocybin, um, cubensis. But I want to know, um, you know, Shane, you're a, you're a new guest and we have talks to obviously do some uh, stuff together. We have ideas coming down the pipeline is to create like a little show for YouTube. So that's why you always go subscribe to the YouTube. Um, but let me hear your what got you into mushrooms? When's the first time you heard of magic mushrooms? Like, well, this is a very long story, but I'll try to give you the short end version of it for now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but essentially I was like, just kind of big into like psychedelics in general. Like I always just found like a fascination with like psychedelic art being a teenager. Yeah. Um, just, I don't know that whole like weird side of things and the whole possibility of there being like another world that like lays beyond our world. So, I mean, I did like little stuff here and there in high school, but I didn't really get into it heavy until uh, like after high school and stuff. But essentially, basic part of the story is I started off as an alcoholic and I ended up using them to get off of alcohol, starting with LSD and then expanding into uh, mushrooms itself. Ended up becoming a semi-mycologist, growing my own stuff. Um, And it was just like an expanse from there. But, um, you know, I would like to talk to you about eventually, uh, even on another show of how specifically you grew mushrooms and your like techniques and stuff like that, because there's different ways you can get like half started 
um, or whatever. But uh, I would be interested in doing that because I get all mine off of a site that I've trusted for a long time, right? But uh, you know, and and for the fans, uh, I know you're talking about you're an alcohol, you were an alcoholic. I'm drinking a gin and tonic, a really <laughs> strong one. <laughs> I mean, I'm good now, like honestly, but I mean, even what, for, like, how uh, bad when you're saying you're an alcoholic, how bad was it? Like, I, I, y'all don't need you to get into nitty gritty details of like, but like, were you like, just like full blown, like couldn't not drink every day kind of thing. Or was it just like, like I used to drink at work and the end of it was, I put myself in the hospital from it. So that's crazy. <laughs> that gives you any kind of an idea. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. Fucking. And I've always tried to, I've kept it at bay. Um, you know, the, the fans and stuff know that like I almost died from fentanyl and shit like that, which is crazy. Not knowing that I took it, um, thinking it was Coke and stuff like that. And it changed my life. Cause it wakes you up to be like, what the fuck? I've always kept alcohol at bay, but there has been definitely dangerous times. I've told Anton about some of it. It's like, it's been where I've, you know, a little too much when I was a teenager. Dude, it's a mental thing for me, at least it was a matter of like, obviously anybody that's doing these type of podcasts and researching things like your brain works a little bit differently than most yeah. people. So it was a matter of like trying to fit in, you know, and like kind of dilute my brain out to kind of be like everybody else. So I was like yeah. drinking for a hot minute and then I got to a point where it was just like, all right, bro, just embrace your fucking weirdness. And then that's yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. when the psychedelics got into the expanding your mind, good drugs, as I like to call them, you know, hundred percent. Because that's how I've been lately. Where I'm like, I've told it. I was like, you know what? I'm if uh, what was the uh, the Halloween episode or the one where we interviewed that psychopath? Where I was like, I'm giving the world full Thomas. Enough is enough. Like it's it's, uh, it's fucking my balls are in everybody's faces now. Um, oh man, that's that's exactly what this world is missing is full Thomas. Uh, but like, it is crazy because like it does, and we'll get into all the things about mushrooms stuff like that. But it is it does shift. Um, you're addicted. Like I, I still vape on the show. Um, you know, I like when I'm like having a drink on the show, I vape, but I used to vape every day at work, every break and da da da. And now I've started microdosing. I don't crave it anymore unless I'm drinking. Dude, honestly, that's kind of where I'm at with shit is that after getting into like psychedelics and everything, it just opens your mind in a different way where it's like, if you were somebody that would get addicted to drugs just because of the way they function, mm-hmm. it like pulls you away from that addiction thing. It, cu- it's like, it seems like it cuts it off. If you're microdosing, say even twice a week, every week, it will cut off the, the receptors in your brain uh, that allow that addictive person. And I, my mom will fucking vouch for this. I have an addictive personality, have my entire life. Right. So it is crazy. I want Anton to get into his stories, but I, then I'll discuss of like my, what got me into mushrooms. Um, but Anton, you are a, a psychonaut to say the least, I would say. Uh, I mean, to, to, to a certain extent. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely, I haven't done ayahuasca. Uh, I haven't done enough DMT to break through. I've only ever knocked at That's the gate. That's what I'm me too, man. I, every single time I've ever done it, dude, it's like you get right fucking there, but I haven't made it to the gate yet. <laughs> I had I had two separate DMT experiences to go to go off that. One of them um, was at a, a little festival, which we actually went to after the festival we went to got uh, called off because the groundwater got polluted, um, and we were just sitting on a little handmade dock uh, in, in somebody's pond, hanging out, and you know we put a little bit of it on a bowl, and the the best I got was the clouds went pixelated for a minute, and I was like, oh, okay. And then the other time I did it, I smoked it out of a dab rig, um, and my friends were over. And I think I had enough on that one, but the, you know, like, like Leary said, set and setting, I don't think the setting was, was quite right. So I, uh, I took a, a big old fucking glower and, uh, lay back and just felt this overwhelming 
warmth and love and joy and saw essentially the biblical, like the neo-Christian biblical heaven, like the gates and the clouds really? and all that bullshit. And I was floating and I was just like, this is fucking sweet. This is cool. And the first thought I had was I'm like, my friends are sitting on my bed right now. I can't die right now. I got to go back. <laughs> and I went oh, yeah, back and I was like, damn it. We'll I do that I on the DMT and uh, episode fine. and I'll do DMT because it's only the last six minutes. You're you're not it, doing DMT and recording anything. Come on. Yeah, no, you, you're just going to fall back, dude. You're, like, you're, yeah. I, I've gotten to the point like right where like I'll hit it when I'm standing up and try to see how far I can go. And like it's gotten fucking weird, bro. Like the one time I started seeing an uni in my pillow, it was fucking weird, dog. <laughs> uh, my buddy, I asked my buddy Raz about that and I was like, because he's done DMT and I've actually found a place I trust where you can get it. Um, a pen and it's like seven trips or whatever. It depends how long you obviously inhale and stuff like that. The um, only problem with the pens is that them bitches get hot before you can fully blast off. So yeah, you have to that like, makes sense. Yeah. Like if you want to fully blast off, you got to get the sand. If you're trying to do the carts, you're only going to get halfway there before that yeah. shit feels like it's going to explode in your face. That's <laughs> yeah, fucking you got to get those nasty little orange crystals and uh, like either, yeah, do it out of a dab rig, which is how I did it. Just heat it enough to actually vaporize it and then take. Anton, hits. is this a DMT um, episode? <laughs> it turned into one pretty damn quick. I mean, we, they react what? the same way with your brain, so I mean, it still kind of fits, you know. Yeah, you you said you said psychonaut, so what, I was what, just uh, a little backstory on this. Yeah, one. what um, <laughs> when what age? Like, what when do you remember like hearing about magic mushrooms? I, and what got you into them? My dad is a fucking head, so. Um, he, while going through various severe Christian phases, which always made things difficult for me as a kid. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he always was the, you know, the kind of dude that went fishing with his friends and was always like out, you know, doing mushrooms or smoking weed or, you know, doing coke or fucking getting drunk and shit. Like, it's just, he's just a, he's a head. He's a, he's an old school, you know, metalhead head. And uh, so I was always aware of drugs, like always. What was the, Um, what, what age did you first ingest mushrooms? If we age that I first ingested mushrooms, I would honestly say probably 20. Really? Um, oh, so yeah. like I didn't know enough people that had it. Like I'd done other psychedelics first. Like I did acid before that. I did salvia oh, before that. Um, I did I feel uh, like pure dex. It's easier to get anyways before mushroom. Mushrooms are yes. a little bit harder to get, you know? Such a but different experience than what I had. I was obsessed with uh, venomous animals and poisonous plants as a kid. So I was always a little weary where I'm like, what happens if I get mushrooms and I do them for the first time and somebody just was like, I'm going to go make fucking 40 bucks real quick and gave me a bag of mushrooms they picked from their yard. Weird. So that was was the paranoid me. I didn't know enough people. Um, And then the first time I did it, I ate an eighth, my my first, 3.5, my first one. And I was, I just had a great time. I sat there uh, with a a bunch of friends in the middle of the park and just laughed my ass off. I wasn't kicking in fast enough. So we all went and did somersaults down a hill. That's funny. I, I got to the bottom of the hill and I was like. Oh, oh, that's fucking yeah. funny. It's like, it's like the dizziness hasn't gone away. This is awesome. And then, you know, it's almost like that scene in Tenacious D where I'm just walking, touching plants, just like Bigfoot so is my right daddy now. and yeah. he and wants to protect me. me. <laughs> uh, that's fucking funny. Um, it's, it's such a weird, yeah. different experience than what I had. Uh, like, cause we didn't, I never heard about, like, I heard about like obviously acid and stuff like that, but no one we knew had it, but like, my friends did mushrooms when they were like 14. 
like fairly I would have loved to have done if I'd have had access to mushrooms when I was 14 and I'd have started microdosing I would probably have actually completed and gone through school because I would have had some sort of direction me too me too and I was always afraid of it I was always afraid of it so like I we always like we smoked tons we smoked we young I fucking got drunk the first time at like 12 Mm -hmm. you know I've had sex young did everything young but the thing is like with my mind state and I was in like juvie and shit like that is that I was afraid of of, of what I might go through and stuff like that. And I saw my friend and he like, this is a kid that would, we would smoke him up and he would be high for like four hours, like just off of weed. This kid, I don't know, three, four hours. He would still be stoned. I'm like, how are you still high, man? And <laughs> in high school when I used to smoke, I'd still be a little bit stoned the next day. I don't know why or how That's that worked, crazy. but I can vouch Sometimes, for that. Sometimes. Yeah, I, I would agree. We used to get, just as a stupid story, we used to get this kid fucking stoned and uh, we had, we all had music class together and we, for some reason, this teacher was so stupid. He gave us, uh, we wrote down like the instruments that we would want to play and then everyone kind of got to pick one or whatever. Like he would draw from a thing and pick what people should be playing and we all put down tuba as our number three as a funny thing and he all gave us tuba it was a bad idea because we would get this kid really stoned where he couldn't even look at the teacher you know how music class is set up with a bunch of chairs obviously mm-hmm. and then you have the teacher in the front he would like be like this <laughs> Like not even want to look at the teacher and uh, I can't make eye contact. Yeah, no. like, and he would call him out too. It was very funny because then it's just like we all had a tuba. We kept blasting it. He's like, "Stop blasting the instrument!" Because like the fun kid to fucking get stoned because you would just laugh at him. And uh, he did mushrooms once, and he said a thousand hands felt like they were touching him, and he was like freaking out, had a bad trip, and it made me conscious of like what it could do to my mind as a kid and the crazy thing is if i would have done mushrooms earlier i probably would have never went through a lot of the bullshit that i went through because i was like addicted to alcohol and weed and stuff like that at a very young age um and it would have changed my life so i didn't really do it till i was in my like early 20s uh maybe even like 24 25 and me and Chelsea did it the first time together. And I just remember laughing like crazy and like shadows. Cause we had the lights off and like just mm-hmm. the lava lamps going stuff like that. Like set and setting. Right. And I just remember shadows. I was like, we had a clock on the wall and the shadow was like moving on the gun. I was like, weird. I'm starting to like see shadows. I started walking <laughs> around and I've told Anton the stories that we were watching. Like, we're like, what do we throw on? Let's throw on animal documentary. And then like Chelsea was watching like the fish, like eat off the whale's body. And I was like, I can't watch this right now. <laughs> Dude, just adding into mushrooms. Have you guys watched any of those like animal documentaries? They talk them. about cordyceps with ants. Oh, cordyceps. Oh, yeah. I take cordyceps all the time. Mind blowing on mushrooms. <laughs> That's crazy. You're on mushrooms, washing mushrooms, like eat other shit. Like it's fucking crazy, dog. Oh yeah, because cordyceps. Because <laughs> it's weird. Because I take. Um, uh, now I'm gonna do a video about this for YouTube and stuff like that. But I take a like, cordyceps, lion mane, uh, lion's mane, and um, turkey tail. And turkey tail defends against cancer and stuff like that. And like I take all these stuff like daily. Um, so I've like dived really deep into this fungi stuff. And I found like a good trusting place up north called uh, uh, the Ugly Barn. And they, it's you know, it's a, it's a little expensive because it's like natural and pure. But it's I it's helped me, man. Paul Stammen has some good stuff. I don't know if you can get it in Canada yeah. and stuff, but yeah. just a funny story He's with cordyceps, bro. It's crazy that like. With small animals, it basically is like a parasitic thing. But then yeah. with people, it gives you energy. Like, yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it is because people use it for working out and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's crazy because like 
I did, I got into it recently, and then we, me and Chelsea did it like you know four four times maybe at a, the old place we were living at. And I just like I was getting off this kid, um, and I like I don't care. I'll say about this kid, but he was he was this guy I work with. He was gay, um, and him and his partner uh, were furries, which is an interesting thing. <laughs> uh, so. He, he, he actually, as weird as it is, everything happens for a reason. This kid got me into Alan Watts and I love Alan Watts. And mm-hmm. he would tell me, he was like, oh yeah, me and I was fucking, uh, he called him his husband. I don't think they were even married though. Um, and they would do acid and dress up like furries and fuck. And I was like, dude, what animals were they? I got to know. It's um, important. <laughs> I'm just showing blue pictures. fucking wolves for some reason. Yeah. It, um, like dog, they did the dog fetish shit too. Was, okay. Were they, were they pups? Because yeah. that's a whole different thing. Were they leather mask pups? All, that's both, both, both. Okay. And they, they, he showed me the costumes and he went to like the furry con. Like he was showing me my buddy Joe when we worked together and he had the full on costume and I feel like it was like, it just looked like a natural, like not natural, but like it looked like just the normal, like brown fur and fucking white belly. And like, I, Anton's always like, don't kink shame. It, it, it's fucking strange. Don't shame. yuck anyone's yum. As I long know. as it's consenting adults, I don't care what. It's so do. straight. Do people combine those two, the pup and the, and the furry thing where they'll dress up as a furry, but then yeah. add the puff stuff to the furry. So it's like I'm a sure. double thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've seen, I've seen people in full body fur costumes with a leather pup mask. And I'm just like, Good for you. Good for you. But, um, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Don't get the it. fact that they were like, he told me that they would like do mushrooms or especially acid. And they would like, like, and he would, like he was just way too open with me sometimes where I was like, oh, cool. Like, I just want to get mushrooms off you. Have, have either of you ever had sex on acid? No, yes. I haven't done acid. I thought I broke my dick. No joke. And my girlfriend was playing into it. And she's like, I think your dick is sideways. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what Chelsea would do. That's what my girl would do. It's one of those like, like you pull back too far and then you hit the middle thing. Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> that's fucking funny. I broke it. It's it's done now. Um, I because that this year I want it like I've told Anta that we want to get away to a cabin and, and do it uh, together and experience it. Um, because it's it wasn't as readily available as mushrooms were. I knew tons of dudes that were doing mushrooms all the time, and I was in especially like I knew you know I was sixteen seventeen. Um, dudes that are doing mushrooms. And this is when I started getting balls deep in the reptilian uh, conspiracies and listening to David Icke and all that stuff. And I was like, I was legitimately afraid if I did mushrooms that I would see reptiles. Like, that Dude, was my one fear. you would have done fear. mushrooms when you were a teenager and you were still completely hormonal and unbalanced, you'd be like a Joel Osteen Christian right now. And we would not be speaking to each other. I don't know about that. I don't know if I'd go down. Dude, like, I've never been into religion ever, ever. It could go the other way, though, man. Like, I knew a bunch of people, like, in yeah, high school fun. that started out as, like, you know. I'll never be. I wouldn't say they were proper weirdos because <laughs> we were the proper weirdos, but, like, they were, they, they tiptoed into the weirdo circle and then they started doing, like, I remember, like, it started with them robo tripping, which is fine. If you just, just What's do dextromorphin, it's fine. Uh, dextromorphin. What the fuck is that shit? You eat an entire fucking jar of Robitussin capsules. Oh, that sounds not like a fun time. What's the one where you do the fucking a bunch of Benadryl all at once and you feel all fucking heavy and shit? Okay, so I've never I've never gone down the Benadryl thing. That's the one where they're like the spiders, man. I'm like, I've had Benadryl for allergies before and then fought through the tired and it's a fucking trip. But dude, I remember one time I did that shit. I took a whole fucking (laughs) bottle and I remember being face out on my floor in the dark at night. And I literally thought that the shadows were trying to get me. It was fucking the one of the worst experiences, bro. That's crazy. I was over the alcohol. I don't dextromorphic back in the day. 
way um because it was the easiest thing for all of us to get and we would just do it in like you know eight or nine people groups and uh yeah dude you have some of the craziest most like i had a time travel one with that i went to hell with that one that's so um, weird that's another top for it's so crazy yeah. I, like i had i knew this fucking kid he like loved nirvana it looked like a fucking it looks like i do now i'm um, just and, and weird <laughs> weird thing hair. is he's dead now and i drugs lo- took his life and recently um and i grew up with it's this tragic. kid uh, yeah it's sad but he would like i remember the one time we were hanging out at my house no one was home during high school he was he was actually dating this chick that dated me first and so it was kind of a weird situation because I knew her and he was like going through my mom's pills and like looking through like yeah, oh this fucked. is lithium in it and I'm like oh man fucking I was into that I was never into that shit never into pills I like drank and smoked weed that was my fucking jam for a long yeah, I was, time I never fucked with pills either for the longest time just because like I was always on a ton of fucking pills as a kid and it was the last thing in the world that I wanted to do. That's what I tried to so, do with me. Like, You're gonna take Zoloft. Oh, go on Concerta. Oh, go on. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not taking any of that shit. Fuck you. My, uh, I'll get drunk. My, my egg donor, <laughs> uh, just decided that that was the best way to get me put on disability and get money for her. So that's mm-hmm. why I was like, oh, okay, cool. Let's just, you know, but that's a story for a different fucking yeah. for um, shizzy. But when I started smoking weed, I was like, I think 12 the first time I smoked weed. Yeah, same. Um, and then, like, I was like 16 when I started consistently smoking every day. And it was, it just same. changed everything. Like, I didn't need anything or any assistance from from any of the shit that they had me on. Not that I needed it in the first place, but, you know, when you're a young, impressionable kid, they're like, yeah, this works. You're like, okay. Dude, say, literally same boat for me, dude. I started smoking when I was like 13. Then I was 16. I had like anger issues and shit. Me and too. my mom was like forcing me to go to therapy, but me I didn't too. talk to the dude. And then I started smoking weed heavy and I started coming in just like totally relaxed. And he's like, whatever you're doing, <laughs> it's working for you. So <laughs> that's so it. funny. All of us is <laughs> all of us doing is therapy. spraying air freshener. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> opens a window. Like <laughs> <laughs> this is why working. you subscribe to the Patreon. Cause I said that I want Shane on for a stranger danger episode where I can, we can get to know each other a little more and kind of like it's all uncensored shit because like I grew up going to therapy and never fucking it never worked to me I've I to be honest I've had Therapy's more great medication not so much I I've had more revelations mushrooms are my therapy yeah exactly <laughs> I've had more revelations and uh more with mushrooms mushrooms have fixed my head mm-hmm. in the past t- year more than any therapist has ever done for me Ever. Dude, same with mushrooms, weed, and LSD. Hands down. Yeah. So let's get in. Let's actually just get into this stuff because we can talk about like stories and stuff throughout this kind of thing. So magic mushrooms. Once a term used to strike fear into the hearts of most people in Western culture are now witnessing something of a comeback. And people are realizing that not only are they maybe perhaps not bad, but they might even be pretty amazing. We're going to take you on a brief journey into the world of magic mushrooms and our long relationship with them, which is pretty interesting because obviously this goes way back in the day. And just like a psychedelic trip, it creates, uh, it creates the history of psilocybin has been long and wind a winding journey, just the same as you would feel on a mushrooms. It's been a long journey. It's crazy, man. Like how far this shit does go back in our history is mind blowing. Well, I mean, if we're going to the, the Terrence McKenna level, I mean, it goes back to prehistory. Like, yeah, which yeah, we'll, I was going to we'll, say Stone Ape the reason theory. that we are. Yeah. yeah, it's we'll get into the Stone oh, Ape theory uh, down down the road. Um, I want to do. I, 
Chelsea just walked up the stairs and she's like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> oh my God, Chelsea, come snatch that fucking wig off of me. Yeah, yeah, work. yeah I know. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll get into the Stone Age theory because that's like a big thing, which even in, in our plans for actually um, the Christmas special this year will be all about how the magic mushroom is connected uh, to Santa Claus and shit like that. So that will be fun. Um, oh, you mean the mushroom shaman? <laughs> yeah, there's just some fucking deep shit with that. Uh, so from its use in religious rituals and ancient cultures and civilizations to its rise to stardom and the counterculture movement, obviously, in the 60s, from the breakthrough sci- uh, breakthrough scientific research uh, to the dark ages of magic mushrooms, the history of psilocybin in many ways mirrors the human history. Through Though you may not learn about it at school, human history is full of drug use. Yeah, I mean, what, what, that's why, like, the whole, you know, oh, the culture is so obsessed with intoxicants and sex. It's like, that's literally human existence. Yeah, it's what the literally. fuck are you talking about? Go back to the Greeks, bro. They had that, what was that, that yearly festival where they'd all basically take, like, magic wine and they'd mm-hmm. all just, like, have an orgy with each other. And that yeah, was just suck, a yearly suck normal off, thing. Get little boys to suck them off because that's what fucking Romans yeah. did. <laughs> uh, and they're definitely doing that, some too. Some of us I mean, just want a picture. <laughs> yeah, like, some of us just want a picture, shit. like you know, normal aged people, a bunch of, you know, oiled up Greek dudes fucking each other, not kids. I can't, I can't help it because now that I've, I've always I've, bring it up. But when I'm like, I dived oh, into Greek the Roman, and Tom's like kids, I'm like, ah, cause the rude. Roman thing in Saturnalia and shit, all that stuff is like fucking deep. Well, Saturnalia is fucked up shit. cause that ended in human sacrifice. Yeah. A lot of stuff does what we'll get to. Um, and we'll get into the ASEC things, but I just want to say it right now. Cause I didn't know this. Um, we're going to get in the ASEC soon, but did you guys know that the Aztecs would give fucking mushrooms to people that they were going to sacrifice. You told me that today, and that's that's pretty nuts. You no know fucking frightening that be where did because you, the guy's like ripped that? out in his heart. I actually was watching um, a YouTube video about it, which um, I did look it up, and there is because they would do rituals and ceremonies ingesting mushrooms, and they would also like do it to towards their gods, right? They would sacrifice someone for the mm-hmm. gods, and um, and we'll get into like the gods of uh, the flesh of the gods is what they call the mushroom. But I never knew that they would, and I could see him doing it anyways, right? Because it was part of the ritual. You have to ingest also some sort of like uh, the also this component of it would i'm sure it like went into the rituals but the fact that you'd be tripping balls with who knows how much they gave you and then this guy's like staying over you with a knife and be like kali kali ma whatever the fuck they say in indiana jones <laughs> dude in all fairness though if you were going to be sacrificed like i don't think there's any other way to do it like fucking load me up with as many fucking drugs as possible because that's the only way that you're going to get into that experience otherwise yep. you're going to be sitting there at that last second like all right wait wait i changed my mind I'm not <laughs> do i don't want to do this well so here's here yeah here was here was my thing with that um I feel like that could work either way. Say you're like a rival tribe that's being sacrificed because you're, you know, you've been conquered or what have you. Mm. And they give you that. You could probably, you'd probably freak out. But if you're one of those people that they're like, you are the chosen sacrifice for the gods. You're going to be with yeah, the gods. Yeah, yeah. And they load you to the gills on strong hallucinogens. Like, I'm going you to very well may him. be in whatever afterlife already. Yeah. By the time they're cutting into you. And, and you don't really like, have fear in, in some extent to... Although the thought of getting stabbed while tripping is the most horrific thing. That I, I couldn't think imagine I could what of. that like would be Somebody like. just coming towards you with a knife and you're like, oh my God. Just like, you know, Aaron said that too. Where it's like, would you rather be shot? <laughs> no. uh, like a shot or stabbed shot a hundred percent. I would never want to get the feeling of like, just getting like, you know, you're Linda Kasabian it and just like getting stabbed fucking 40 times. Like fucking no. So crazy. Well, it depends where you're getting stabbed the first time in all fairness though. And you'd be like, Stu, be like, 
Yeah. Man, you're coming too deep. It's like, that's the point. I was trying to catch you too deep. Yeah, if I'm getting <laughs> stabbed in the jugular where I'm barely feeling it versus getting shot in the kneecap or the gut, yeah, yeah. I think I'll take the stabbing. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. From ancients using opium to Hitler taking meth, there's no shortage of priests, emperors, tyrants, and normal folk indulging in mind-altering substances. The drug with perhaps the longest recorded history of in human use is psilocybin, and psychoactive uh, compound that's in magic mushrooms. So people that don't know, um, when you it's the the psychedelic compound in mushrooms is psilocybin or psilocybin cubensis, um, and then when you ingest it, it turns into psilocin. Uh, which it could, uh, reacts in your gut and and then it, c- it goes into your nervous system essentially and that's why like it's weird because the way it affects you is is interesting because the way it goes in your nervous system like there's sometimes where like I'm because I, I do them all the time I'm like I feel like itch not itchy but my hair feels weird like on my skin like it, it's it's a weird feeling where my hair feels like I can feel it growing like, it's so you get, weird. like a twitch sometimes or you like feel like a, like a twitch in your like your arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's, weird, it's weird. If I my carpal because I have carpal tunnel, if it's bad one day, it will like show me. Like when I took uh, and I, I'll get into maybe in the end of this. Like I've tried blue meanies, I've Thrasher in the fridge in Golden Teacher. Blue meanies are fairly strong. Thrasher's was like really strong, and uh, it was like I did a tea of seven grams of it, um, the highest dose I've taken as a tea, not ingesting it, um, like through uh, eating it. But um, the one time we did blue meanies, like it fucking I, my wrist, I was like, oh, I can feel, I could feel it inside, like my carpal tunnel was fucking weird. I feel like the OB ones. The blue meanies, they're the OB ones. What do you mean OB ones? OB one. Okay, so. Just a little bit of a backstory about Blue Meanies. In yeah. the 90s, there's this guy that was coming up with genetics, and his name was Jet Fuel, and he came up with the <laughs> OB1 Blue Meanies. So that's ah. like the, the original OG Blue Meanies. And okay. then there's side variations that people have created yes, because they blue haven't been Banshee, able to have that original tried. one. Yeah. And those are blue, those are just called blue meanies. But if they're the OB1 blue meanies, no. then they're from the original genetics of the original See, jet fuel. That's cool. Them. And I was just talking mm-hmm. like um white as far as I know, White Widow and the, the weed strain doesn't exist anymore. It's been so. I always knew that as being weed laced with coke, and then all of a sudden people just started calling strains that. No, white white widow was like I grew up smoking white widow and AK and stuff like that, right? That was like AK forty seven. These like main strains, right? And I was talking to a chick at the dispensary. I was like, "Did you guys ever get white widow?" And she's like, "Cause they have like black widow." I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And she's like, "White widow, as far as she's looked into, has been lost." Um, in I, had, I used to get White Widow in Colorado all the time, like when the dispensaries first opened up out there. They, really? So they always had AK. They always had Trainwreck. They always had White Widow. Ah, they always had Northern Lights. I miss White Widow. That's why I, sm- I grew was up always smoking, like the big main strains. Coming from somebody that works in the cannabis industry, dude, every single strain isn't what you think it is. No, I know. Like, coming from the inside, like, if they don't, if they just, they just call the strains whatever the fuck they want. I, Nobody knows where they come that. from. There's no such thing as a sativa or an indica anymore. Everything is just so inner. Really? That's fucking that Everything's sad. a hybrid now. That's kind of sad. Dude, like the industry from the inside is totally different than what people see on the outside. And we should bro. do that like, as a full episode for Strange Brew. I think that'd be a great idea. Oh, easily, dude. So maybe you should come on so the history from the inside of marijuana. That's fucking kiss, man. It's so obviously the high ups dude just sitting there and have a bunch of weed in the vault, and then they'll just start calling it random ass names, and they sell uh, it as that name. That's fucking sad. And I don't know if it's different from Pineapple Express, where he's just walking around being like, "This is this. This is this." Yeah. literally that and they call everything they put the word jungle in it where i work and i'm just like no don't do that you had the word jungle in it, it just sounds like some trash weed yeah yeah like nipper 
Um, <laughs> but, uh, or just a bowl <laughs> that everybody poured their booze into, and you're like, ugh. I, I would like to dive into that because I don't know how Canada is, and as much as like I love the dispensary, I, I go to one specific one that all the people are like the greatest people ever. Like the one chick that well, the company that owns my company now is a Canadian company. It's called Terrasen, so I'm sure it's uh, all the same inner workings. Yeah. And the company that I work for is called Gage, which was originally a Canadian company, and then it came to Michigan. You know what I do now? So I just everything I do is Canadian based. I, yeah, <laughs> I just smoke. I you know what I mean? And like I find what I like. Right, wedding cake. I just got recently. Like, I find what I like, and then I'm like, ah, more of that. I have these mango, like fucking small joints, are fucking delicious. Anyways, that's a, for the weed episode. Um, <laughs> but like, obviously, this drug has been in our history, and you know, in our like, it's crazy. Like, it's it, so it's a ra- surrounded humanity for since our beginning. Uh, Magic mushrooms is a broad name given to any mushrooms uh, in the. Uh, psilocybe uh, genome and the the ge- like the genetics of what creates a, and a, like this mushroom um, and there's tons of them obviously this is just a fucking there's so many different there's a, there's over 200 uh, known species of psilocybin cubensis which is fucking crazy 200 that's why I'm like just like do you need to keep buying like did you like you find one you like and you stick with that and I'm like no I want to keep experimenting. And then I've never tried penis envy and they're supposed to be the, one of the strongest mushrooms. Have you had ape before? No. So I've, I'll oh. go through what I've had. Um, I'll say that's albino penis envy, but everybody knows it as ape. So oh, I, figured, I don't know if you actually had it before. I started with B plus, um, d- d- nor like normal. Like I, I didn't mind B plus. Um, and then I tried blue meanies and those were like far, uh, more potent. Uh, and, uh, cause I was doing it on that psychedelic page. Cause I did blue meanies. Um, that was and blue meanies were strong and I, I liked them because, uh, the, the best visuals I've ever had was chewing blue meanies where me and Chelsea were, I've told Anto about the story. We were listening to like, uh, we had music on and then we fucking <laughs> were listening to Lance Morissette. And we we're like, he looks, she looks just like, um, the dude from Foo Fighters. Like just like him. And we're like, it was weird. And we're sitting there and then like I laid back and I was like, it's crazy. The shit you could see. Cause I could see geometric patterns. It like, mm. like I'm saying like 3d shit. It, and I always describe it as, you know, in Harry Potter, when he puts on the cloak and you can kind of see him, you know the what fractals. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, and it was in front of my face. All this stuff was like moving around and it's like, incre- it's an incredible experience. Um, and I've tried blue banshees. Those were pretty fucking nice. Uh, mesotepic. Those are my mesotepic tech. Um, they're the ones that, um, Mary, uh, Marina Sabini, the chick from Mexico, she does rituals with them. Marina I, Sabina. Yeah. I like them, uh, because they are like, to me, lighter where I, on haul, uh, it was like two days before Halloween or whatever. I did like three grams and I carved my pumpkin tripping balls. And I was like, but I could, it's not that, you know, the heavy feeling you get in your brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that, it doesn't do that. Um, it, it, you can't focus on stuff. You're kind of just like one track mind on something. Yeah. And your brain is like, you know, that feeling in your brain, that heaviness, I can't even describe the fuzziness as my buddy describes it. Um, and I didn't have that, but you can still like, you can, I could go out and do things on this strain. That's why I like that strain and I'm going to go towards it more often. Um, and then, uh, and then I got, uh, my golden teacher. I don't like I've tried golden hillbilly or hillbilly gold didn't uh, like liked it. It's a good, it's fine. 
Um, but I told Anton that I've noticed that the, the golden teacher, the stuff with gold in it, uh, it's, it's, that's like the most generic strain I could possibly think of. That's it, like yeah. the gorilla glue number four of mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you <laughs> feel, I don't even like it. Like it makes Wedding me cake. feel tired. Every time I've done golden teacher, I feel like tired and depressed at first. Then it kicks in, but the beginning of it sucks. Okay, it's that's why they're called golden teachers. They're trying to teach you some shit. Yeah, and I don't want to be learning right now. I want to be tripping. Uh, but and then that, so I, I still have in my fridge, and I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll do them sometime or whatever. Uh, Blue banshee, the the thinnest stems I've ever seen out of a mushroom, and, and it's um. It's a strain between uh, blue meanies, obviously, and there's another one. And I like them. They're pretty potent because the thicker the stem, supposedly the more psilocybin it holds. And uh, they were really thin where you're able to just eat them. And then I got the thrasher. Chewing on a fucking chunky knuckle. Oh, for, man. For I, I, if I, I'm not going to do this because they'll probably get pulled from me if we put this up on YouTube or whatever, right? But um, the thrasher ones I have are have the thickest stems i think i showed anton like a video it's so thick it's ridiculous and they're supposed to be some of the most potent next to like the penis emmy ones that i'm gonna try next um it's crazy all i'm saying is throw those bitches in an electric grinder yes or, you know yeah. a mortar i usually make caps of those fuckers i was gonna say i usually make shroom tech tea that's usually my way of going yeah on my yeah I, would, I do that too um and then and that's why i'm, why I'm gonna do a video for youtube about this of how to make the the beginner's guide because i've had people ask me to talk about it um just because my experience but there's there's so many strains and i'm like i will go th- through this journey for as long as i live if i'm able to access them and try different strains but obviously like when i have a kid and stuff like that like i'll be more wary of doing this on an off time you know what you i mean do it at night that's usually my go-to just to throw in some I might do it tonight. I don't really here. care. I'm off tomorrow. Have you, <laughs> have you ever heard of Enigma? Uh, is it a strain? Uh, performance yeah. artist? No, it's a strain of mushrooms. Okay. Oh, really? Uh, not Jim Carrey. Uh, so, okay, guys, so let me explain these things. They're <laughs> fucking weird, dude. They grow like coral. Like, they look like a brain. And they're really, really hard to grow. Like, there's a trick to them that, you know, is one of those, like, trade secrets. So I don't want to give it out because there's, like, Facebook pages dedicated to how to grow these damn things. Okay. But you dude, need to talk like to me either off air on a Patreon episode. I want to know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you after the show for sure. But uh, pretty much like they're, they're a mutation of ape, which is albino penis envy. Yeah. But it's like a strong mutation and it grows like thick ass coral, dude. That's probably one of the best mushrooms I've ever had. They're really, really? Light, but they hit you like they're mentally light, but they hit you heavy at the same time. Like they're really heavy on the visuals. Like they're really. They're, oh, try okay. mesotepic awesome. ones that like you should. I think you would like those ones. Um, it's interesting cause I'm just diving down these different like strains and stuff like that and what it makes me feel. And like my buddy that I've grew up with and stuff like that, he was getting into them for a while and changed his life as much as it's changed mine. And, uh, I want to start going forward, especially before we like, like I'm getting married next year. I want to like, we're thinking about having kids and all that stuff. I want to start like categorizing it. Like I've said to Anton, we're like, like, even if it's for five minutes, either writing it down or videotape myself and be like, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now. Um, that, and like, so people understand what strain they might want to go with. Cause I think it's important to like learn about this stuff. And I was joking that I was like, if I could work at a shroomery, I would a hundred percent do that. I'd run one. You, you got to do it at the start and then at the peak. So then at the start, yeah. you know, you'll be like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling light at the peak. You know, you'll be have like your primal makeup on, no shirt on. Like, <laughs> yeah. go, go, go. And then by the end of it, you'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm You know, my joke looks, is man. obviously, I'm going to get back into the history, but my joke is always uh, that uh, I'm going to end up like, uh, I'm going to go in the forest. I'm going to be Rob Williams and Jumanji. 
Just fucking like <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> Dude, that's always my biggest fear of doing mushrooms in the woods is just I'll just disappear into the woods and I'll just you'll find me like three weeks later, you know, wearing like a giant leaf loincloth. Yeah. Just like talking a primitive language. We should hundred percent do a live special and just talk about mushrooms overall and our experiences. Cause like um Anton knows uh, during the summer I we have a projector outside in these comfortable like chairs that we put cushions on, and I was doing mushrooms every every weekend and we were watching movies that, like I watched the village high as fuck <laughs> like on four grams of mushrooms where everything around the movie was like a was kaleidoscope it actually good on four grams of and, mushrooms? Oh, no and then i was like i at the end of it i was like oh shit and i realized because i haven't seen since i was 13 my buddy fell asleep in the movie theater when we saw it and like i was good like for him and i, I <laughs> okay it is whatever it, it, i like m night Shyamalan to an extent he's doing so it, it was different um, it but was the, like a one-time watch movie. Once the yes. twist is ruined, it's over, but it's worth watching once. I forgot so about I the twist. Agree, but like, <laughs> I feel like that one just has the biggest plot hole out of everything. It's like, you mean to tell me not one fucking plane flew over that village? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ever. Oh, ever. Yeah. Not, not one, one person through history ever had to leave. Oh, yeah. I didn't even yeah. think about that. <laughs> Nobody was like, I'm just going to adventure and create my own area to live in. Yeah, like, at, no, nobody at the end, I started to realize I was like, oh yeah, the big twist. And I was like, oh, trip it out. I, okay. It made me, what f- a twist. Th- yeah, I what watched the witch on mushrooms, which tripped me out. That's like crazy. Awesome. That shit was fucking nuts, man. That movie Especially fucking, when the goat starts talking to the fucking oh, kids. Oh man. Like, what? And then Chelsea's like, Chelsea's like, I don't think it's as, as, as crazy as you think it is. And I got in this thought about all the times I've used Ouija boards and mess with the occult and how long witchcraft in that demonic force stays with inside of that's, our history it was like a crazy trip and that's I was like, how you get scared and end up christian <sighs> yeah i could see it and then but every time I'd, I'd take a piss and i could see like the looking out to we have a big backyard and looking out to the back of it is like fucking crazy let's get back into it because i want to do a whole live and we'll discuss uh, so a bunch of one stuff. thing on uh on movies on mushrooms yeah. so oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. i've told this story before but shane i don't know <laughs> if i've ever told you this story so my buddy and i got i don't know what the strain was it was just at the time where it was like oh let's just fucking you know we got some shrooms these are we got some good shrooms like okay cool and we both ate like about four grams each. And uh, the whole time I, I was like, let's go camping. Let's go, you know, let's just take a weekend, go do whatever. Because for me, when I'm tripping, I'm like, I'm not going to say I have to be, but I greatly prefer to be either near running water or anywhere that I can just take my shoes off, Spiritual dig my connection. feet into the mud and just chill. That's cool. Like, that's how I ground myself time. when I'm tripping. Yeah, like if you're tripping balls on mushrooms, bro, like you gotta have outside time. Even if you pop out for like five minutes every hour, like you smoke a do joint it. or something. Oh no, yeah. I need to like just w- go like not primal to the the unga bunga like fucking level, <laughs> but like just like I'm gonna go you know walk around with my toes thoroughly in the mud and just sit near a tree and just soak it in. Like uh, and uh, the, the one time when we dropped acid, I sat in a creek for an hour. Just it was just running, and there was a little fuzzy rock that I went and just laid on and looked up, and the the canopy of trees had a perfect triangle, and the sunlight just that was great but anyways that's neither here nor there uh my buddy's like no let's watch meet the feebles oh god <laughs> i love peter jackson I, I have a dead alive tattoo i, I absolutely love peter jackson I, I i'd only seen that. meet the feebles once before <laughs> and i didn't remember it and let me tell you obviously as i'm sure you know because you, you laugh when you heard it but if for anyone that doesn't know that i've movie never is, seen it pretty fucked up and pretty great when you're you know drunk or stoned but on mushrooms all of the character stories individually are so human and fucked up that that's all i could focus on and by the end of the movie i turn and he's just got his hoodie scrunched up around his face <laughs> and he goes 
we should have gone camping. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, you fucking did this. This is our night now. We're all just sitting here like, well, I'm depressed. And <laughs> Anton wants to do a Patreon episode. And I was like, oh, I'll do mushrooms and watch it. He's like, no, let's just drink and watch it. Cause I've yeah, never I was, seen I was like, you will absolutely not take mushrooms and watch meet the feebles. That's There's a, a lot of movies idea. that you watch sober and you're like, this would be great to watch on mushrooms. Then you instantly regret it. Dark oh, Crystal yeah. is also one of those movies. Oh yep. yeah. Dark Crystal. Would be <laughs> sure is. Anything with puppets and shit. Oh man, I've watched some dark shit. Like I watched, uh, I watched the It Follows on like two grams of mushrooms. That shit was fucking crazy. Horror movies. Dude, that like- place is filmed. Just, just a little fun part. Everybody knows my fucking weird Wendigo shadow people story. The mm-hmm. part in that movie where they're sitting in an abandoned lot behind a building—that's Northville. That's the place that I'm always telling everybody about. Oh, that's crazy! They filmed that shit in Michigan. That's crazy because we can always do a revisit to the wedding. We covered it, but like that's what I'm saying about that live that we want to do about like talking about cryptids as a whole, even like just getting into all sorts of different cryptids would be really fun. Because um, like we, me and Billy covered a Michigan Dogman, and Billy loved that shit. He's like, "What the fuck?" Um, so let's get back into this. So obviously, there's all these different strains of mushrooms. You know, uh, they all contain psilocybin. Due to the number of species and the diversity of those species, magic mushrooms can be found in many places of the world. There's like tons in Canada, um, tons in Europe, and stuff like that. Like it, it's it's surprising now where I'm like, eh, can I go looking for them? Because Paul Stamets, like my uh, my homie, like I would love to if I could ever get him on the show. If I ever had the opportunity to get him on the show. Uh, I would absolutely adore that because I love that man. I've watched so many of his talks, but he lives in BC now because like there's, and he like goes mushroom hunting and stuff like that. And uh, so obviously it's, it can be, it's a found in places in the world. So no wonder we have such long kinship uh, to it uh, in humanity. Imagine mushrooms have been used since the birth of civilization 12,000 years ago and possibly used even before then when cave People were existing uh, because this is a cave drawing of mushrooms. Uh, where obviously it looks like mushrooms. You know, it's interpretation, right? But we're showing a picture, and it's like uh, one of the most famous um, cave drawings when it comes to uh, magic mushrooms. Fucking weird. Bunch of penises. Is it weird that the mushroom looks like a penis? It's like an penises with wigs on. Yeah. My question is. I don't know if you have it already added in here, so I don't want to jump too far ahead, but mm. just like the whole reasoning behind why people theoretically would have started eating mushrooms is like, why? <laughs> Cause well, the, the whole idea is like, uh, I saw a meme. It's like, thank God that person that the, the, always the one person that ate stuff to understand if it was edible or not. Cause you know what I mean? Cause that's the idea of like that. We needed to consume stuff to survive. Right. And at the beginning of our existence, are we influenced by aliens or whatever? Right. But like, how do we, how do we know what's good and bad? You know, that guy that eats the fucking, uh, Joe Rogan talks about this shit, right? You eat the fucking, uh, the berry on the tree and then, then, uh, fucking Fred falls down and dies. You're like, okay, not eating that berry. And it's like, all right, just a little fun fact. Marcus, you go hit the next one. (laughs) A family of rats. If they find a new food, one of them will eat it and they'll wait 24 hours before the rest eat it. Fucking great. Rats are uh, high, highly more intelligent than we give them credit for. Dude, I used to breed rats. I had like 30 hairless you rats and shit, that. dude. Like, I know a lot about rats, dude. They're fucking smart as shit. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. But going back into what I was saying, just the whole concept rats, of... You're going to be like that guy birds. from... Have you seen the, wait, have you ever seen that movie with uh, Crispin Glover? <laughs> like, you know, the rats are fucking movie. <laughs> guy commands With all the fucking rats. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, dude, just the whole concept, though, of just falling around 
herds and seeing shit and then seeing mushrooms grow out of it. So there's something that looks like a dick growing out of shit. And somebody was just like, yep, I'm going to eat that. I know. I'm going to eat that. So I've always <laughs> thought too, part of the thing that I would assume influenced modern humans is watching other animals that are similar to them. Yes. Watching what they eat. You're that's, just like, okay, yeah. that thing's eating that and it didn't die. Yeah. I just watched that bird go and eat those berries and it's fine. And then it's like, that's oh, I watched good that thing. squirrel eat those berries and it's fucking dead. And then be like, what if what happens I mean, if I just, eat that bird? And then he like punches the bird. <laughs> animals usually regret eating psychedelic mushrooms though, because bears will do that shit sometimes. I've seen <gasps> I've videos of like that. bear cubs tripping fucking balls, but I try to grow some shrooms in my backyard, bro, and the rats and just other animals. It looks like everything would come up and take one little tiny bite off of it and then they wouldn't touch it ever really? again. Really? <laughs> oh man. Interesting. Yep. We have to do a page at least a Patreon episode so it's not like out in the airwaves too much. Um, or we talk about stuff like this. Cause I'd be curious of what you've done, how you end up structuring. Cause I know there, I, I, I just, before this episode, I listened to, um, uh, a magic, there's a two books in one magic mushroom guide. Um, it was by someone with the last name Leary, but it wasn't Timothy Leary. It was like Terrence Leary. So I wonder if it's his brother or cousin. I haven't looked into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was two books in one. The first book was great. And the second book was all about how you cultivate mushrooms. And I was like, I don't want to listen to this while I'm driving. Like I need to like sit down and like understand. Cause it just tells you the basics, of how to set everything up. And it did. You can't attain it unless you're like looking at it. You know what I mean? I can, I can give you the full fucking process as far as outside goes, bro. I live in Michigan. So like, when you grow tubs and they start getting mold, that's when you toss them. Um, so just for shits and giggles, dude, I would just take that shit and bury it outside and see if new stuff. Would You're grow. close like, enough I was, where hmm. there's, there is, there is an opportunity where we could all hang out. That's what's crazy. Cause you are, I'm, I'm in fucking Southern Ontario. There, like, Cause me and Anton really want to do I'm an honorary Southern Ontario. Yeah, so like, oh man, fuck it. There, there's ways I'm to work in Michigan, this. so I'm like right on the border going into yeah. Canada. Buffalo. So we're yeah, so same. close. We're like literally an hour and a half away from each other. I see Canada every day on my way to work. The and first day, record- I see Canada every time I go down to the city. Canada. On the other side, like, hello, Canada. Canada <laughs> was cool until Trudeau took over. We, uh, uh, Tom and I had a plan at one point when we first started doing this together yeah, that yeah. Uh, it was during the middle of COVID and we were going to go over to the, you know, the things you put the quarter in and, and the viewfinders and what have you. And like, wait, so we're going like, to hold up a sign and like film it and shit and be like, yeah. there he is. You guys should have done the hey guy, fuck you. <laughs> hey, hey, oh hey, fuck you. In all fairness, dude, from wherever we're at in Detroit, like, you could probably honestly jump in the water, swim over there in like ten minutes, and nobody would even notice you. And you'd be like, I'm oh, in Canada. Same. I'm in Michigan. You're probably like, Anton's about an hour in like half an hour, an hour and a half. Like I've tr- like from like where he is from me, about an hour forty five maybe if you include traffic stuff like that. You might be even closer. So I'm, I'm old enough to remember when a there was a time where I could just go to Canada when I like without a special ID or anything like that. And 16 year old me, they're just like, yep, go ahead. Like, oh, OK. And we See, also used to take we also used to take a boat on, on uh, Lake Ontario and go from the States to Canada. And all you ever had to do is be like, yeah, I'm docked over here. Um, yeah. See ya. Now you can't come like going in. to another state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. And, like, and the thing is, now you can't uh, unless you're uh, from another country. Uh, <laughs> not going to get into fucking my views on fuck face, black face. Uh, but the, the first recorded use of psilocybin mushrooms, three minutes, folks. Yeah, it's it's going to happen, man. In like, even in years from now, everyone will remember there was a piece of shit that run, ran Canada and, uh, he did it for way too long. Oh no, that's no judgment. That's just my personal enjoyment. I love clock. We're always like, how do we keep this show, uh, kind of like where it's, it's timeless uh, in an aspect, but I'm like, I can't help but mention what's happening in my country. Cause it's crazy. The stuff that is happening in Canada 
and even the states, but like Canada's becoming like authoritarianism and like, oh yeah, go kill yourself. You have mental health. There's tons of fucking crazy shit that's happening in this country. Um, so the first recorded use of psilocybin mushrooms dates back to around 7,000 BCE, which is crazy. And I would like to get a Patreon episode about fucking Christ and stuff like that. Uh, from paintings found in the tin, tin, Tanza, uh, Tanza Riff Rock, which I think is the, I'm pretty sure it's this image that I was showing earlier, which is crazy. Um, and this was in Algeria. These rock paintings depict several images of humanoid figures holding mushrooms. It actually might be this one. Um, I looked and there's so, and I've tried like there's, there's statues. There is. Oh, that one I was going to say, that's the fucking garden, but that's. There's so many different things. And like, I looked for in our ancient culture. And I've thought this, this might be it also though, because that is seen the mushroom. So that is, one? Uh, I'll say that like is the definitely mushrooms. Guy? The what? That has like the mushrooms growing on his shoulders. It's supposed to be one of the earliest like ideas of like an entity based on mushrooms. No. The, oh, this might be it also. Um, Cause this it looks, looks like, like, like a G face and then mushrooms growing on its shoulders. I looked Pretty everywhere for images that we could show. And there's like, Google's Google, right? Oh, this one. That one. Yep, that's yes. the one. That's crazy that's cool. looking. And he's got a dick. A big old dick. That was one of the first like known like mushroom entity like depictions. That's crazy. I bet you someone fucking saw this shit. Was that uh, Terrence McKenna's wife? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that drew that. The, go back to the picture. Uh, Kat Garrison oh, yeah. McKenna. Oh, I thought you were making oh, a joke. I thought you were that's saying... <laughs> I was gonna. He's I was gonna be like. I don't really know who would marry. No, if anyone's fucking a mushroom, it's Paul Stamets. Who would marry this guy? <laughs> what do you mean? Who the man is a fucking like extremely well educated. Uh, he does look like a cross between Tommy Chong and Allen Ginsberg, but that's fucking true. Uh, he also Bro, that dude has talked to interdimensional elf interchangeable construct beings. Yeah. Like I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to fucking, I I want you done your five dried grams in silent darkness, Tom. No, I, the Anton keeps saying that that. seven homie seven. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I'm I'm doing next. And, um, Homie from fucking uh, um, reality stars. I'll shout out. I liked him. Uh, he fucking, he was saying that, um, uh, he was saying that he used to do like, these do five, six grams of mushrooms and ride a subway. And I was like, Fucking no thanks in Portland. That I was would like, be crazy. I want to imagine seven and go to a deprivation. On a I know that's what Fuck I'm saying. That. And look at the homeless guy. Like fucking like it, no. I couldn't imagine doing that shit. And that's why I'm like, there's set. It's and weird setting, enough when you're sober. I've tri- yeah. I've tripped balls on public transport before, not on mushrooms, and it's not a good time. Uh, and I I it's love Terrence. Like everybody's gonna stab you. Down. I love yeah, Terrence. Like gonna stab you anyways. Let alone you're on mushrooms. You especially feel like the old lady sitting next to you, or the lady yeah, with the baby. Oh, I pull fucking knife out of the baby and stab you in you know Toronto. Toronto's so like, bad. Other oh, other animals know when you're tripping. Like, is that an experience? Dude, my that you fucking guys cats will look directly at me. That time that I saw oh, yeah. the uni on my pillow when I was doing the DMT, bro, my cats were looking right at that shit too. I know they saw that. <laughs> in all the, uh, the dropping acid and going to the woods and shit, we used to also like drop acid and go fishing. And I've never caught more fish in my entire life than when I'm tripping. And there's always one or two deer that come by and rather than be skittish, just stop and just It's stare. fucking weird. And they're like, what's up with you? Like, I've done a bunch of mushrooms now. You're weird, aren't you? Yeah, it's it's, because like imagine that on the fucking bus or on the subway. You know that one unhinged crazy person is looking directly at you, going, "Oh yeah, I got one." Yeah, don't. Nope, nope. You're on the same mental plane as me, aren't you? (laughs) You can see him too. God, no, 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 no. (laughs) That's that's what's crazy because like even like my cat, like even Chelsea was like, Leia looks like some sort of like we have. We used to have a cat named Luke and Leia. Luke died, but like. Um, she even said my like when Charlie, she's like it's crazy they look like, like like 
more static and stuff like that. And there was one time where like Charlie, he seemed, my dog seems to know when I'm on mushrooms. We've actually had like the one day I was home alone and I did fucking, I told Anton, I was like, I'm going to wake up and do a bunch of mushrooms. I did. And then I like laid there like we had like a bonding moment, but like there was one time where me and Chelsea were tripping. She went to the washroom and I was tripping balls and he was in my lap, just like, like doing normal dog shit, but I was tripping out cause he looked like he was spazzing out. And I was like, and it looked weird in my, he looked like some sort of like cryptid creature, like almost like. <laughs> Dude, oh, just to throw into the whole animal thing, this cat right here, Artie, when I oh, first got I him, he was like an abused cat. And uh, I connected with him because I, I was tripping balls, dude. And I laid on the floor and I pet him for like three hours, dude. And his yeah. face was so perfectly like symmetrical and looked like geometric. Like it was just like the weirdest thing I've ever seen, bro. Like it was like, I don't even know how to explain it unless you're on psychedelics, but it was like, I could see like him himself. Like I'm doing soul, mushrooms. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. even give a fuck. I'm doing, you see, you I'm see doing the building blocks straight. that make them up. <laughs> yeah. But I like didn't just see him past the cat. Like I swear, like I saw his like consciousness, like inside of the cat. Like it was just, there's some like, things like it, it taps weird, into dude. shit. Like, uh, and, uh, we'll get into it on, on, I think maybe if we do a live about this stuff, like I told Anton, like I just did that seven gram tea and I like, I, my, uh, my, my aunt has died. So my grandparents died, like my grandmother died and my grandfather was in like a long-term care and then he died not shortly after. And then, and this is all on my mom's side of the family. And there's only like a, a handful of us left. And then my aunt died because she had abused alcohol and stuff like that and, um, got a tumor. And then my uncle died around the same time, her brother, uh, from a drug overdose, all these people died around a three year period. And I did a huge dose of mushrooms and I wasn't there because of COVID and stuff like that, of being able to be there for my aunt. See her. No one was because the way COVID was going, we weren't able to see her. And she would text me stuff while she was like delirious. And, um, I said, I had this crazy experience where I swear to God, I was like, where are you guys? Like, I don't want to, like, are you guys in another reality when I was tripping balls? And I heard my aunt's voice say, I'm here. And it fucking, I was like, is this in my head? Like I started tripping. I was like, is this in my head? Like, what am I? It, it was crazy. The things you can experience on mushrooms is beyond our comprehension. That actually Dude, led me just, into uh, the other question that I had, which is if you guys have ever had like psychic experiences while tripping. Oh, yeah, you. That's have. what I was literally about to say, bro. There was this well, time. Shit, there it is. <laughs> when I was tripping, that I would do this thing with my friends, and they were able to do it too, bro. I mean, I still don't even know how to explain this. We cover. Oh, you told eyes, me this. You told me this. Yeah. And we'd be able to still like feel and see like the room around us, and we'd mm-hmm. have one person be like put up numbers with their fingers, and we get them right like every fucking time, dude. It was like the creepiest thing ever. Like you could get like a full feel of your surroundings. Yo, we I should try that. Absolutely. We've had like full on, like not, not like a full conversation, but a full communication before with just looking at each other. That's so, and, you know, while, while tripping and stuff. And it's, I've yeah, had it, visions on mushrooms too, twice of being the same person at two different times. And I was like a Viking, like mushroom shaman, dude. It was fucking weird. Oh, that's but it cool. was like, I got Our past into it so hard that I couldn't see anything besides this vision, dude. It was fucking weird. That's dude. crazy. That's where I want to get. I'm, I'll keep fucking reaching for it. I'm going to like, in that was a seven grammar. That was a heroic dose. <laughs> see, and I've done the, I've done a six point. It was like 6.5 or something like that. T which I've noticed, right, obviously from je- not doing the tea because it dilutes it to an extent of just eating them raw, I, my trip lasts longer, obviously. And you have like more vivid experiences, right? I don't know about you guys, but I always get like 
pukey from when I eat like the actual matter. Yeah. So I always do tea tech mm-hmm. just because yeah. it gets rid of that like I've had bad in your stomach stomach shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I get I got same. I have pretty bad stomach issues. And I was like, like it will go I, uh, away after an hour, about an hour. <laughs> when I, I have like, really heavy, start tripping balls hard as fuck. <laughs> I've never thrown up yet. <laughs> yeah. Actually. I would throw up every single time I'd eat them, bro. But I always Weird. would know that right after I puked, I'd be looking in the toilet and everything would go geometric. And that's when the trip like started hitting. Well, fucking we'll bring hard. the, I, I got a lot of stuff to go through. Uh, so let's near the end. I want to ask you guys about the mirror thing. Have you ever looked at yourself? We'll wait for that. Um, so obviously there's depictings. Uh, you have like obviously ancient K. I knew this would happen because we've all experienced mushrooms. So that it's like, Whoa, have you had this experience? Um, but <laughs> get too uh, sidetracked, but yeah, it's still so good true. content though. hundred <laughs> percent. Of course, this, uh, cannot be obviously taken as definitive evidence of like, you know, these, these paintings, um, that maybe they use psychedelic mushrooms. Uh, but also it's given, uh, why, uh, but given how widespread magic mushrooms have been used throughout history, it seems unlikely that it's not the case kind of thing, right? So throughout this first recorded uh, evidence of human use of psychedelic mushrooms, we can speculate that they have been used longer than these paintings even suggest. In fact, Terrence McKenna, you know, the guy that looks like he's uh, ready to eat some cheese all the time. Um, <laughs> proposed- can I just get a, get a milk steak with jelly beans on the side? <laughs> I love Terrence McKenna, but like he does look like some sort of rat creature. Um, I love the way when he talks because yeah, his voice yeah, matches yeah. his body perfectly. It's so true. I am a rat. <laughs> I am a mouse. But his voice is weirdly enticing. It is. Like, he is one of those voices that's like a very nerdy guy's voice, but you could listen to that shit for like four hours easily. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't yeah. know if anyone's checked it out, but I'm going to shout out. There's a podcast called It Existed for a Long Time, but it's Psychic Salon. Um, it's great. I've listened to a bunch of episodes. I went back cause they have like recordings of Timothy Leary and Terrence McKenna and all these other psychonauts from like the 60s, 70s. Uh, probably it was probably around like the eighties by the time they were actually recording this stuff. Um, but it's pretty interesting cause all this stuff is like, there's talks of Terrence McKenna, like, uh, in like colleges and, uh, Timothy Leary at Harvard. And so it's, it's, I show psychic salon. It's fucking sick. And I only knew about that cause Joe Rogan mentioned it. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to look into that. And it was, it, it was fucking crazy, man. Um, so my, yes, I was just saying my two favorite <laughs> soaked voices to listen to are, uh, Alan Watts and Robert Anton. Love, Wilson. A, love Alan Watts with a, you have no idea that guy. He's got me through so much fucking bullshit. But they both have very cigarette soaked vocal. I, know, I love it. Um, <laughs> Obviously, so Terrence McKenna proposed the idea that human consciousness, maybe it was made possible by ingesting these fungi. More of this shortly, uh, as well as obviously spreading far back. Psilocybin mushrooms have been used, obviously, in a broad geographical spread of around the world, right? So, in fact, these mushrooms appear to have been eaten wherever they were grown, much in, obviously, we have South and uh, East Asia, um, religious imagery appearing, obviously, that uh, influenced mushrooms. Vikings, as Shane kind of <laughs> talked about him thinking he was a Viking. Fruit of the gods. Yes. Uh, proposed, uh, they actually, um, they reported in stuff that taking Amamascaria, which is, um, sounds crazy. Uh, that's the red and white cap one, yes. right? It's another one yeah, that's supposed Amanita. to be, uh, yeah, that's Amanita the one that's supposed Mascaria, to be yeah. filtered through a reindeer first. Yes, yeah, and that's so the whole thing connected to the Santa Claus an, and shit. Yeah, I was going to say, it's actually a neurotoxin. It's not actually psilocybin, so it's a totally mm. different like chemical yeah. compound that creates it. But if you ingest it yourself, it's a neurotoxin, and it's not good for you. It fucks you up. But if reindeer ingest it, and then you drink it's your urine, 
it pushes it out, but it filters out the neurotoxin parts, and then you get a trip. Is that but from fucking that, crazy? It's more of like a drunk, like psychedelic feeling like rather than like I'll a normal one. Pee- I'll okay. drink reindeer piss. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Dude, I've seen they, this they thing. They do like this art, these art exhibits where they'll actually have reindeer eating amanita, and they'll just give out reindeer piss for people to drink, and they do it as like art exhibits. That sounds fucking awesome. Uh, fucking crazy, um, which is fucking nuts. And that will be coming down the road because I do want to do our Christmas episode about that this year. Um, but druids are thought to have eaten uh, um, the the these caps. Oh, this is fucking libertarian uh, caps. Liberty caps, psilocybin, semi, semi anlancintia, and and so on. I can't pronounce what the fuck. Those are, I think, the little wood dwellers, if I'm not mistaken, the ones that grow on wood, and they're like crazy fucking strong, (laughs) that it's like one gram is like a dose. Well, and, oh, okay. and, and getting into even like um, Paul Samuels stuff like that, he's talking about how he he's like obviously through his life is is experienced all sorts of psychedelics, looked for them, um, and looked for mushrooms specifically where him and his brother at one point actually coined a, a certain strand. I can't remember which one it was and they found it and they brought it home. And this is one of his like famous stories that he told in Joe Rogan and that he ingested it. So they picked a bunch and this is the one where he had the premonition, uh, that all these animals would be dead. Uh, and they, he marked down the end of the world and then within a week, the next week, he drove. There was a huge drought that happened. He had a vision of all these animals being dead. Uh, and he drove past it after this drought happened and all these animals died. And it's like a crazy story. Um, but he talks about how the, they found a certain strain and they had to take 20 grams. He's like, they just kept eating them to get the same effect that it would be for 10, 9, 8, 9, 10 grams. So imagine how they sit there and eat that many to get the same I feel like effect. Stamets has eaten so many <sighs> mushrooms that it's nothing for him. No, like, that's what I'm saying. If he hasn't died, head. man, like that's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I fucking this after talk about this, man, I don't know. I might stay up tonight and fucking do it. Uh, <laughs> so the earliest evidence of magic mushrooms, uh, used it, uh, it was a mural that was found in, uh, Northern Australia, which depicts mushrooms and psychedelic illustrations, which I do think it's either this image that we're showing now um, or I, th- it might be this one, um, because there's two prominent images, uh, that we get this idea that obviously magic well, mushrooms have existed so for so long. It, this one would probably be no, the second, I would assume it would be the first one, not the second one. If we're talking Australia, because yes, that's, yeah, yeah, it was that's white folk and we're talking about Aboriginal tribes. So mm. plus that's the other one say. is garden of Eden. That's just heavily like Western, yeah. you know, and, and I, and I was talking to a dude at work about this. Cause like I work with, Everyone like uh, I work with the guy that like he he works in he's a Jehovah Witness but he doesn't like he practice he doesn't really practice it he's like he just works out all the time and you know smokes weed and he he actually does mushrooms too he, I gave him some uh, uh, he bought some of the golden teachers off me he still has some and it's interesting because I'm like the one that's not really religious and I said to the one dude and he's like really Christian but believes it comes from his heart or whatever blah blah and uh, and the funny thing is Anton guess what he has a gay brother. Just like how you have a very religious brother, and I said it was, I was like, it's kind of funny how uh, how very religious people seem to have the a brother that's like you know gay or something like that because I think it it it's a for a reason to switch. It should at least like have them more accepting and switch their consciousness. You know what I mean? 
Isn't that interesting? Isn't that weird though? Like, sure. I sure. Might, okay, might be whatever. partly the upbringing too. That it's yeah. just like people just. But I know your brother is. He's a Christian Orthodox, isn't he? Like a, he's an Orthodox. My brother, yeah, he's Eastern Eastern Orthodox. Yeah. See, and like, like uh, the guy I work with is super like Christian, and his brother's also gay. So I was like, it, it, the parallels almost of like, you know what I mean? Of like that, it seems like people that are super religious. Like it almost like whatever reality does is put someone in a specific place. Eastern like, Orthodoxy is for people who are gigantic f- fucking nerds and also <laughs> like to Christianity. I just thought that was all weird. just like learn this. It's like okay, but I told him I was like, oh, there's a theory that like essentially that the whole religious construct was actually just from a mushroom. And he was like, oh, maybe. I'm like, e- like you believe all the stuff that you're told through a fucking book that was written by <laughs> yeah, a man the, the, based the on the talking Samaritan snake text. convincing a woman to eat an apple. That's that's fucking perfectly normal. But you being like, well, maybe you know these psychedelic experiences that people had yeah. back in the day may have led to them structuring their beliefs. You know, which are of course just a, a smattering of other beliefs that were Samaritan taken during conquest. In, yeah. The burning fucking bush. Yeah, How is that weed. not psychedelics? Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking crazy. So. Obviously, this goes throughout fucking our prominent history. The earliest evidence was that the depictions, and I, I do think it's this one, from um, the depictions of these uh, these cave drawings. Archaeologists have dated it back to 10,000 BCE. Rock paintings in Spain suggest the magic mushrooms were around and prehist- uh, around prehistoric uh, people in Europe around 4,000 BCE. Magic mushrooms. Uh, have since obviously, like I said, been in our civilization for uh, civilization for about twelve thousand years ago, uh, and possibly used even before then. It was also obviously used by Aztecs in rituals, uh, including uh, hallucinogenic substance known as called the God, the flesh of the gods, which we mentioned earlier. Where that's where they took it from. That it might have also been shrooms. They don't necessarily know, but it probably was. Shit, they are. Uh, they I'm not saying mushrooms. it was aliens. They thought mushrooms were given to them from one of their gods. Yeah. I don't know how to fucking say the name, but it's X O C H I P I L L I. I'm like brain farting on how to say it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I do that all the time. Don't you worry. I constantly. I don't even want to attempt to try to try to butcher that name because I know I'm going to totally fuck it up. <laughs> see, this is see that's the yeah that's one the one Anton was talking about. This is the 13th century uh, fresco depiction. It's a fresco, okay. Yeah, Adam and Eve of the Tree of Knowledge, which that's the whole idea of the Tree of Knowledge might just be someone ingesting mushrooms. And then, like having like this, these fruitions, you know, like it's crazy, man. Just a consciousness awakening of just realizing mm-hmm. like the world around them, you know, hundred uh, percent it from a different perspective. Completely, it changes like how you view the world. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. uh, I sent Anton the pronunciation, but I don't think he has it pulled up. But it's Teoniac. I'm not going to pronounce it anyways. It's a, Wait, the, wh- where did you? Send I it? sent it in text uh, on the on our chat. I'm using my. F- I'm using my phone. Yeah, I know, as the I, know, camera. I know. It's the language of the Aztecs. It literally translates into God mushroom. And this is, uh, it's not, it's not light name because this is what they saw it as. Right. And it's thought that the Aztecs along with other central and uh, South American cultures worshiped magic mushrooms. And, uh, it's crazy because the huge, uh, huge amount of Aztec iconography and sculptures depicting mushroom headed beings, uh, thought to be deities, it what were everywhere. Like it, where's the one, this is fucking crazy. Where's that one I have? It's fucking nuts. The little mushroom army, little stone mushroom army. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I cut it out as imagery. I don't know where that uh, is now. That makes me mad. Uh, but this is an example of it, obviously. Um, but fucking weird. There's like literally tons of them. And uh, even, yeah, these, look at these guys. These are my, my mushroom stones in Guatemala. 
There's a dog one too. So, all the way on the left, middle row. Oh yeah. It's crazy because they're worshiping this stuff. They they took it like because they would see this thing, they would ingest it, and it would be like what their whole culture would be like uh structured around to an extent. Because it would give you and the thing is that's why, like, yeah, it could take you down a weird path where you're like this is the thing that the gods gave us. And then one guy's like, I had a vision that we have to sacrifice the firstborn child to the gods. And it's like, this guy's got it fucking crazy. I just imagine somebody taking a shits on a mushrooms, then looking at a field of mushrooms and they all grow those little faces and all of them just start telling you oh, different shit to yeah, do. Oh yeah, man. Like sacrifice your child, love everybody. The world will expand. <laughs> they all just have different voices. And it's like, all right, I, I'm going to pick that one. That looks like a dog. He's saying some evil shit, but I think he's right. <laughs> then you're Berkowitz. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy. It is so transmissions from serious. Man, so nuts, man. Uh, so early Spanish invaders observed and sometimes actually partook in uh, these mushroom ceremonies and it appears that uh, it was a ritual and reserved mostly for upper classes of Aztec societies which eventually even if Shane was going I would like to dive into the Aztec culture and stuff like that it would be everything in this show like ends up branching off in a spider web to other things that we could talk about. Um, cause obviously there's tons of all these iconographies in it. And as high quality, uh, high quantities of these mushrooms were hard to come by. That's why it was kind of structured for like the rich as the way we're going with the world economic forum. And, uh, yeah, uh, you're not going to eat meat. Only Klaus Schwab can eat meat kind of thing. Well, so basically it's, it's one of those, like, you know, we know the benefit of taking these things, but if the servant class yes. ever learns that they're yes. getting fucked, so true. then uh, we might have a problem. So let's just restrict it for us. Well, that's what that's I was saying. The thing that confuses me the most about this whole decriminalizing thing is that I feel like the main reason why they've like kept psychedelics away from people and schedule them as like the worst drugs is because they don't, don't want, want people, people to, to wake up to wake up. So it's like, why the hell are they decriminalizing? Uh, now? I have a theory it, is because, mm-hmm. um, the idea is that big pharma wants to take hold of psilocybin and, uh, essentially, um, s- synthesize it. So it, it's created by big pharma and then the, so they can sell it. Uh, but the thing is you can't patent nature the same way you can't, if the coronavirus was created, if it was created by nature, you can't patent it. And it was patented uh, in 2001. So how the I was fuck? Gonna say, you're, I know you, I know you're in Canada, but like, sweetie, this is America. You can patent fucking anything. I know you can patent it's AIDS. Was a patent. There's a names on it. Yeah. They will. There's a patent for AIDS. Pa- patent for the fucking influenza. There's a patent for like every single disease known to man. That was what I was saying though about the whole weed thing, bro. They're trying the tobacco thing, which we can get into further on. Oh, yeah. Is like they're separating you from the spirituality of the plant. So if 100%. they start synthetically producing psilocybin, and then they put anything and they into it, the original plant obsolete. Then the spirituality is disconnected. The thing is, they'll never be able to do that. That's the thing about mushrooms, even in weed, though. But like mushrooms, essentially, because it will grow on its own. Uh, Mycelium grows underneath the fucking earth, and they'll never be able to mix up like eighty percent of the fucking ground, bro. It's fucking crazy. I love mushrooms, man. Uh, But anyways, (laughs) basically, people make sure you start running your heirloom strains now. Yeah, start growing them where you know where they're from and preserve them as much as possible. So I actually just a little trick for anybody. So because this is some some shit you can take home if you find some psychedelic strains and you want to keep them, and you just want to preserve them and not have to worry about growing them, you take them with a fresh head before the, the, the gills rip and the spores drop. You put it on a piece of tinfoil, put a glass cup over it, let it sit 24 hours. You'll get a nice little imprint of all the spores. Close that shit up in tinfoil. Boom, you got it saved. So when wow. I, that's, okay. that's crazy. So when I'm grinding it up, right, and all that like fucking smoke poof comes up. Are you, that's the spores. 
Are you able to take that and then grow them again? Yeah, you want you want to suck that in. <laughs> that's, I, that's the spores. That's what I was talking about. That dusting that you get yeah. that's on that tinfoil, we can get into the process later oh, on, but essentially yeah, you put yeah. it into a liquid syringe and uh, then you, that's pretty much how you re-germinate. And, you know, it's like I want to know how you do this because you have like great knowledge on this stuff. And I, I want to know because I'm so, I love mushrooms, man. They're my life now. Um, and it's crazy because like all the, like, and I, I joked, I, I do videos of me grinding up and making my microdoses and stuff like that for my like Instagram stories. And I like made a joke where I was like, yeah, I've tried to inhale this. It doesn't do anything. Cause I've been like <sighs> over like the grinder. <laughs> This is like nothing happens. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't mean snort it. I just mean like don't let it go to waste. No, like I inhale it like as because it, it's so like you have to like carefully open the lid and it goes poof. Fucking crazy. Like Johnny Knoxville when he's like farting over somebody's face, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> I love that fucking bit. Uh, so don't be fooled in uh, obviously imagining that just because these societies took mushrooms that they were totally peaceful and wonderful. Uh, as we said earlier, one report claims that upon obviously uh, there was when they would actually have a new emperor many prisoners were sacrificed their flesh eaten and their hearts cut out and everyone took mushrooms fucking crazy it was nothing else but uh, it would be quite a trip you know <laughs> i mean i, I feel like bro, you're like, killing me with that hair every you just look so natural when you flip it and you've been flipping it this whole show bro so i did on that you wonder why i randomly laugh it's because you're killing me with that fucking i don't hair, uh dude. you should have <laughs> make it fun we did the um the halloween special uh, I don't know if you saw it, but I dressed like a hippie. Um, Billy had no yeah, costume. So I was like, do you got a suit? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to get you clown makeup and you're going to be Trudeau. And he was, and it was <laughs> The Halloween special was probably some of the funniest, if that's a word, the most funny shit we've ever done. Just because the, the content, it was just, it, man, the context of the, all the conversations were right there. And uh, Billy didn't know what he was going to be. And then I was like, and we're putting the makeup on him. And I was like, man, you look like scary. And then I took like a gram of mushrooms <laughs> when we were doing that. And it was a great time. Dude, you couldn't even look at him half, I couldn't even half look the at episode. Him. I couldn't he look got up him. and went over the camera and just pulled <laughs> the makeup down through his face. Oh, it was, I it was couldn't even look at the dude. So good. So the ass- Was that the cover of the episode? I remember yes, seeing yeah. he's like, <laughs> he's just like, oh man, fucking frightening. <laughs> the Aztecs were by no means the only indigenous cultures uh, to take part, obviously, in these regulatory, like the regularly using psilocybin mushrooms uh obviously the best known but they're they are the best known when it comes to this stuff um magic mushrooms uh psychedelics are to be used by all sorts of different cultures arguably even the most famous is ayahuasca uh the mystical dmt containing concoction that was used to communicate with the spirit world because of this psilocybin was used in religious and spiritual ceremonies for divination calling upon spirits like if you go back even to uh me and anton did a whole episode about the scrying mirror you know the black mirror and staring into it and it we it set us down this this talk about psychedelics of that idea of like looking into the, the different realms of stuff the reason why you can't get into the mirror realm is because the other you on the other side is blocking you as you push your hand in that's fucking <laughs> crazy. you know crazy that'd be. so um obviously you it's yeah, you, have, you have to do that thing where you fucking envision yourself shrinking and disappearing in the mirror. Oh, man. But that's not a I good just idea. imagine somebody trying to sneak up on the mirror and they're doing that thing where they walk over to the side and then they pop in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I got I to get them on this one quick. And then you turn around and they try to spin real quick. Fucking <laughs> 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 scary. Damn uh, it. Turn back around. <laughs> so they said it was just imagine the one time you do it and it works and it's the most terrifying thing yeah, you can possibly sure. have. It's just that like, ripple shit you see in movies where you oh, touch yeah. it and it's like water. Yep. <laughs> 
So supposedly it's used for on the other side, and you're both like, "What the fuck?" (laughs) (laughs) It was used for healing um, and an anesthetic, which I think is crazy anesthesia um, for pain. Which I was like, "I, uh, I guess," but it could make you Mm. feel every single thing. That's why I won't fucking smoke weed and get a tattoo, man. You feel shit more. It I've done that it so sucks. much. It sucks. Dude, I, I don't get did a tattoo it the longest time and I was like, this is fucking horrible. I would much rather just go into it sober because you can like, you can trance out into the pain. Yeah. Yeah. It's you focus mm, on it too much when you're stoned. You can't do this shit on anything. I just will eat a shit ton of food going sober. Call yes. it a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's because I've, I've definitely showed up at least a two tattoos stoned and it was not fun. <laughs> Like, it Dude, was edibles even worse oh, i couldn't imagine <laughs> oh, yeah. closer Fuck to psychedelics so i imagine that like yeah. mushrooms so that sounds fucking awful. i would rather chew a bunch of mushrooms than do a high dose of edibles i've had ex- two experiences where i felt like i was dying where i couldn't breathe and it was fucking uh, man edibles you do too much you can fuck you up just a fun experience bro that i got to share on this show uh gabby my girlfriend she um did my, uh some edibles like a weekend or two ago and i didn't know she ate them and we watched 1408 bro she was like, you know, in that psychedelic mindset, dude. Yeah. And she was like, mind fucks. And she was like, <laughs> she fucking was like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to bed. And she came in and like laid on the bed sideways. I'm like, you're lying. You're lying sideways. <laughs> like, that was an awful movie to watch. Yeah, she her. She, she's told me that she got super into the show and she like loves fucking strange brew. So fucking shut her. That's fucking sick, dude. Um, it is funny. Cause like it can really fuck you up. And, and we actually have a talk to do, um, like do a commentary on 1408 because i love that movie when i was younger we my, me and my buddy the for i got we got stoned and watched it when i was like 16 and i was talking to actually Aaron about it anton and they're saying we should like do it like do a commentary on it because it is such a trippy absolutely movie. yeah movie do it not to get whole on a whole other yeah. side tangent about it so i'm just gonna throw this idea in there but i would love to hop on that shit talking about that because i've been fascinated by this concept and theory lately that rather than there being like places that are haunted or like entities like we think they are yeah. it's more of like a location that's conscious and like yeah. i would watch that movie a couple days after i started thinking about this concept and i was just like whoa dude shit happening for a fucking reason like it's literally about the hotel room itself and not like they're actually being like a conscious person yeah like, mind well, like more like a vortex or a ley line type situation that's just like an entity all in of itself that's just perhaps you know like unperceivable or like one specific area in a building that has yeah more like that okay so crazy we'll get into like that would be a fun conversation more like like an area is like conscious okay like 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 the area is like i don't know how to explain it like like we perceive conscious as being like tied to something physical you know like a body or whatever but what if there's like things beyond that and they're just like a consciousness to a location and because there's a consciousness to that location it's not that those like souls are trapped there it's more that that like part of that consciousness is that it can like replay things like the cecil just, like, hotel the reality well, that's that's that. the whole idea of like so would you, space and being you know just weird shit would you qualify the yunta basin as one such area the uh, i haven't dug into that one so no okay. we, we oh, have yet to cover um, that too i don't know i feel like that's that's beyond that but yeah. yeah, just like some of these like haunted locations that people view where Think it's just like, like, Cisa, for example, the, perfect Hotel, example is, like, the replay paranormal shit mm-hmm. where they don't actually like interact with the people around. They're kind of just like oh, stuck yeah. in that residual haunting like, stuff. Pattern. Yeah, because that's residual yeah. haunting. Yeah, like, that's like, that's, that's yeah. more of like the location or place being like a conscious thing, you yeah. know, a permanent okay. imprint into into a location, uh, which like that's why I, I said the Cecil Hotel, because that shit is like just rife with paranormal activity. And it's just like because of the trauma 
that has been in one area, I do think they could like because we've talked about before of the idea of like I told Anton people these people walked into a bar, they thought they were having a drink, having a good time. They go back the next day, the bar wasn't even opened, and then they saw on the yeah. fucking wall there's a picture of people that they saw from fucking like 50 years ago. It's fucking crazy. There's, there's so many things we can get into. Especially as just well. another concept with that room thing I was saying too. You go into like Japanese folklore with like the yokai, and they talk about mm-hmm. like after something exists for a hundred years, if you if you like take care of it, whatever, like it becomes conscious. Yeah, like literally like that, but like a, like a room or like a place. But there's the other side of it where if you don't treat it good, that it becomes like an angry spirit, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. could be what some of the hauntings are. Is that it's like a location that becomes conscious, going off of like the Japanese Yo, you folklore should, idea. You of should like come yokai. on. I've I, we've talked about we talk about strange Japanese legends, but you should come on when we die back into because i know anton wants to get back into like some of the the hauntings and weird paranormal events that happen in japanese culture and stuff like that because they believe it all you guys want to talk about the kappa pulling uh, yeah, holes yeah. out of buttholes yeah oh yeah man <laughs> or the like, fucking thing that oh man, there's tons of shit uh, those weird that turtle creatures bowing and you're good so obviously like you have like <laughs> water, water, baby. you have certain it cucumbers and it will go yes. in your butthole yeah. yes you have certain ancient cultures no, like the uh oh god what's the the Oh my god, this starts with a T. I'm forgetting it. The, the nutsack raccoon. Oh, oh the fucking Tanaki. um Tanukis, yeah. Tanuki, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I never look at Mario the same. No nope. thinking knowing that it's not a fucking flying squirrel, it's supposed to be flying by a giant ball bag. It's a nutsack, yep. <laughs> my penis is tingling right now. <laughs> no, I, I fucking love Japanese folklore and cryptids. We'll, we'll get, we'll get into like that. Spider Woman in the Woods is fucking great. It's very over-sexualized. They're very into oh, buttholes and dicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously uh, you have like all these ancient cultures, right? Getting into Central Americans, using it through rituals. Obviously peyote, morning glory seeds, uh, salvia, uh, the actual plant of salvia. Oh, fucking salvia. Salvia is fucking stupid, man. They used to sell that shit in fucking convenience stores. Have you done it? Yeah, numerous times. And it got e- the more I did it, the more I was like, eh, it's not that Have great. Have you done it properly? Yeah, that's what I'm, that's my uh, Yeah, what, what inhale it super uh, it was no, no, like Hamilton's pharmatopia. He actually went to Mexico and do, did the shit. You're supposed to like ingest it like raw. Oh, like, you're not supposed they, to. Smoke it's it. crazy how it to, existed like, for like, like raw. for two, okay. two, three years. It used to be like in all at all these convenience stores. And uh, I just quickly the first time I smoked it, I was with these people. We're sitting at a picnic bench, um, and. I was with these two chicks and my buddy and then it felt like I had my headphones around my neck and it felt like there was a snake around my neck and this one chick I was with uh, Quinn uh, she was like a, my like a friend she's a weird looking girl uh, but she looked fucking she looked like she turned green and I was like whoa like and it was for like ten minutes it was not it's not and then it was, she was a reptilian bro yeah man it was there's some weird shit uh, so when the Spanish brutally conquered Indigenous Americans people uh, obviously outlawed rituals involving psychedelic materials labeling it them as barbaric and against the Catholic Church. No, I wonder why. Uh, because of these sacred rituals that involve magic mushrooms, they had to go underground. So indigenous tribes in uh, Siberia used uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms called the Animascaria, which obviously we talk about consuming through reindeer piss, uh, which is fucking crazy that they even learned. They, they even found out how to do that is like mind blowing. Who was the first Dude, guy that, that was like one like, person? <laughs> to be like, like, fucking oh, we'll drink that. 
Even going into the ayahuasca thing, who the fuck figured out that you take yeah, that's crazy. mimosa bark and then this shrub that doesn't even grow anywhere fucking near it and you put it together and then boom, you get ayahuasca. Like, Well, isn't the whole thing with that that the plants spoke to the shaman and were like, yes. you go here and you go here? That's yes. They asked them and they said <clears throat> the plants told them. That's, yeah, I would that's say a lesser psychedelic was probably at play or even just a forest elemental or just some sort of conscious, you know, maybe the consciousness of the land is what, yeah. what showed them that. Going back into that fucking whole concept with the like places and locations being conscious yep. and not being like tied to like a physical vessel. Yeah, it's exactly. fucking true, man. All, all relates back. So obviously in ancient uh, Greece, infamous ritual uh, ceremonies that worship the gods. Um, and, and there's all these weird mysteries surrounding that. They, they drank a, a, a psychoactive concoction that contained a mixture of psychedelic mushrooms. Uh, the ceremonies were so secret that if you would uh, reveal details gained from them, you could have the death penalty. So if you're like, oh yeah, I went uh I went and hung out with all these weirdos that let a bunch of little boys under their robes. Uh, and I had these crazy spiritual experiences and it's just like, and they told someone and then this guy's like, Hey, do you hear that fucking, uh, I don't know a Greek name, but fucking Robbie told this guy about this experience and they fucking killed him for even like talking about it. It's crazy. So yeah, figures uh, like Play-Doh. I want to join a mushroom cult. That sounds pretty fun. Uh, we should, that, that might be an episode down the road because as I dive deeper into psychedelics, I'd like to talk about more things to do with psychedelics, obviously. And there is like mushroom cults and all sorts of weird things. Famous figures like Play-Doh, Homer, not from the Simpsons, and Aristotle attended rituals like these. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's crazy how permanent, like prominent these mushrooms were in our ancient culture and stuff like that. It's fucking nuts, man. Um, Dude, look at the cave. Like that's literally a psychedelic trip. I can't like, imagine being on a cave. There, there had to have been like balls. So fucking nuts. Oh, you know what I'm talking about though, right? The cave with the whole like they were living in the cave and they didn't know that the world existed outside. Oh, of the cave. oh, oh, oh yeah, play, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. um, that yeah, that's a yeah, because that shit's that, that sounds like like that's our an reality for mushrooms as a whole. Hundred <laughs> percent, and even this yeah. idea of how our our structure is in our society of people that like trust the government even, and they don't realize the world outside of it and stuff like that. Right. Um, so obviously ancient Egypt, uh, ancient Egyptians, um, and I'm starting to read the Egyptian book of the dead, which I know it's going to be kind of tough to get through. Uh, but it's, I, I really want to do a whole episode about the Egyptian book of the dead. I told Anton about this in the Tibetan book of the dead. Cause I have two dope ass books that you, that will look like they got the cool, uh, they have like a str- like a gold looking string through the spine of it. And it's a fucking dope looking book. Um, and I want to get into all this stuff, but they dabbled into the food of the gods. They were believed they were placed on earth by the god Osiris. And God, like Osiris is like the god of the dead and shit like that. So it all goes so fucking deep. Um, because of how special they were, they only consumed them for uh, re- religious reasons, mostly by priests and upper class. So of course, they consolidated towards the top, right? Um, and now we're going to get into this stuff. So like obviously, Terrence McKenna, famous psychonaut, um, he's a component of everything and all things trippy proposed that psychedelic mushrooms were a crucial development in human consciousness and his book food of the gods. He claims that obviously primates, uh, descended from the trees and entered, um, all, all, like obviously it came down to the earth and, and, you know, as these trees and, uh, and, in these and entered the savannas is how he put it. Um, and retreated back to the savannas and, Enroached, or oh, whatever this thing is weird. Uh, the primates begin uh, to obviously consume as they came down from the trees, whatever how we formed it, how we set it, and they started consuming mushrooms. Uh, and this may have influenced their consciousness to an extent. 
He, I love he, a little atom bomb in the background. It's just like everything else is like, wow, awesome, awesome. Like the aliens fucking yeah. shaking hands. Shaking hands with the astronaut. Hey, and the, uh, what's that? The, that's the egg of life or the sea of life? Yeah, the, uh, it's crazy because like- I can't sure. remember exactly what's- I have a, a, a thing of uh, Gilgamesh holding that, a pin on my corkboard I'm looking at right now. So shout out to Jim uh, Figura. This is a, this this painting is from 2021, which is crazy. Um, as far as the signature goes, and if you look up the Stone Ape theory, you'll see this imagery. It's fairly cool. I'd love to have actually this poster. Um, and the idea that it has like the alien chicken in the astronaut, where it's like, did that come from mushrooms? Because like then we're the like the whole alien thing. Like, does the idea that we evolved um, from taking mushrooms does that now just take away the idea that aliens exist? I don't think so. I don't think so. Or could it play into the alien thing? Like just a funny concept I was thinking about, you know how like when ships will go from one place to another, there'll be like muscles that'll attach themselves and they'll get dropped in other areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if mushrooms were like oh. intergalactic muscles so, I and like they landed that. their ship and they just fucking spread. There yeah, is a ship. Uh, one of, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but one of the ships that went up came back down with a green mold on it. So it's possible for it yeah. to survive in space. Plus that goes into panspermia where it's like, you know, asteroids and comets hit planets and may have been yeah. debris of other planets, which carried those That's and that lived within crazy. it. And then it hits and it finds that perfect breeding ground and it grows out of it. That's crazy. It, it, Cause obviously he said like, maybe they were like, you know, roaming around in in herds of prey and they would continuously come across, you know, fresh dung poopy. Uh, and then, uh, obviously which, uh, psilocybe cubensis loves to grow. And McKinnon takes the evidence maybe of the rapid shift towards more social and conscious behaviors, uh, that occurred during obviously a short period of time, which I, you know, you have the idea where the fucking, um, you know, the idea of that we came, the, the evolution theory, uh, is there's a missing link, which I, I do believe to an extent, um, because this is only an idea. My belief is how we were created was that aliens took us off the year, off the earth for about a hundred years and actually modified us to bring us back down to buying gold, uh, because they had no gold on their planet because they destroyed themselves with Lyra and the whole war that happened supposedly. Uh, but I like that theory because to me, it makes sense that aliens would take off some sort of simian ancestor from this planet that they maybe even saw help grow to the extent that it's at and then use us as a slave race to an extent, which could be true, could not be true. It's just a theory. But doesn't that like, I feel like that theory is, is slightly more of like a pessimistic one. Cause you're like, Oh fuck war and slavery exists everywhere in the universe. But the, yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm obviously a huge belief in the reptilians and that people are dark entities influencing our I mean, subconscious. I'm about as close to a cosmic nihilist as you can get, but in yeah. a, in a weird zany sort of way. So I, I feel I, you on that. I mean, what if I, I've thought about this theory, what if the, if we're looking at like the missing link, like it's actually Anunnaki DNA and it could theoretically explain like reptilians and like cryptids and yeah. shit that they just created different races to do different jobs, like reptilians to do some shit underground, Bigfoots mm-hmm. to fucking clear out trees and shit, fucking mothmen to take things to farther locations, created people to be like a jack of all trades. <laughs> and that crazy. missing connection between all of us mm-hmm. is actually Anunnaki DNA. And that explains all the humanoid looking shit is that the humanoid part comes from Anunnaki DNA. It's kind of a cool theory because everything is theorized, right? Where like, I, I will always, until the day I die, will believe in aliens and that uh, whatever aliens be or uh, dimensional creatures 
um, and stuff like that. I'll always have that belief, right? So, um, five rings to the moth royalty, yeah. but they were all deceived <laughs> before another DNA was created. So, obviously, we can't really prove the stone ape theory, but it's it's an interesting one, and it's fucking crazy because it 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 would it does make kind of sense in it's some personally way. one of my favorites honestly like out of all the the human consciousness origins it's so simple but that could possibly be why it makes the most sense and then yeah. who knows if they were influenced by say an alien to like uh you know what i mean like that they they well, reach this higher consciousness and the alien maybe was like oh they're ready to evolve type of shit like I said, they could have dropped that shit on accident. Like it just attached to the ship and just fucking grows everywhere. And they're like, they like, come back. The gods, but it's actually just like the muscles of their ship. They're like, fuck it, just scrape it off before we leave real quick. <laughs> well, before we bring to anything else, that makes the theory of the whole thing in the Bible, how um, when they talk about uh, them, the, uh, what is it, the Nephilim, I think, uh, coming back down to earth and seeding with the people because they, they left us and didn't know what we would become, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, they come back and that's what they, and this is in, uh, ancient text of them wanting to mate. They found the women of earth. Well, so the Nephilim beautiful. is strictly biblical. Yeah. That they wanted to mate with the people. And, and the, the Bible is the Bible, right? I don't, I'm not religious by any sense of the imagination. There are, there are always stories but, of demigods in other cultures though, yes. that are children descendants of the gods. So it's, it's a drip. Strictly- fa- like I, I think you, if you read between the lines of Bible and ancient text and Hinduism or any religious construct. And I like Russell Brand's theory that every, every religion almost pretty much says that we live in an illusory state, an illusion that we all have to participate in, but it's an illusion, but we just don't understand it yet. Um, and there is um, that guy, Andrew Schultz, his podcast is great. I'll shout out because it's awesome. They sit there and they drink. They have a really cool setup and they have tons of cool guests on. And he had Russell Brand on. Russell Brand, I don't give a shit what people think about him. I've liked him for a long time. And he's someone that goes against the norm and, he has his own fucking theories about shit, and I like it. <laughs> My favorite Russell Brand theory, uh, and it's controversial, I know, but uh, when the world hands you a Jeffrey, just stroke the furry wall. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's funny. Uh, this, this shut that out. Um, I uh, I have a weed uh, shop, literally like a two minute walk from me. Like it's so close, and I was like looking for it. I don't normally go there. I have one shop that I really like because the people are fucking awesome, and um, they had a Jeffrey, and I loved it fucking great strain it was so <laughs> nice like got you super stoned but not where you're like anxious and stuff like that and i told anton about it i was like i feel I, like i that might have been a mushroom night for me or i was out drinking and i remember you texting yeah. it and i was like <laughs> wait no 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 you didn't make a jeffrey did yeah he you? asked like, that's that. just that drug doesn't that, that combination of drugs wouldn't work together you can't <laughs> smoke all of that yeah. So crazy. So, and then we're going to bring it into obviously what is happening nowadays, right? Because what we're sure of that mushrooms arrived in the United States in the 20th century with a little help from an executive of the JP Morgan Bank, which is crazy considering, you know, they try to kill people on the Titanic to fucking further along their agenda. Uh, go back to that episode. Um, he discovered them on vacation and uh, thinks that uh, these are fun quotations and I should bring them to my buddies. That's literally like how they phrase how he phrased it. So he does jump ahead a bit to 1957, and then uh, uh, R. Gordon uh, Wasson, a successful banker and big fan of magic mushrooms, is traveling through Mexico, where he learns more uh, more about this stuff, and uh, he finds himself in a Mesotech 
uh, ceremony, this drain that I've tried that I actually really like, um, cause mm. it's, you could literally go out and do things on it. Uh, not like blue meanies or other kind of strange, right. And conducted by a shaman and it features shrooms. They, they get all fucking stoned. Wasson, uh, claims he didn't do any, but he was, uh, he was all used to that exercise before. I don't know what that means. He did. He, he's been aware of these exercises of these mushroom rituals. I think he claims he didn't do them. Uh, just in case maybe the p- business people are like, why are you doing fucking drugs, dude? Well, they're like snorting a huge line of Coke. All of his stockholders were like, look, we all do it. Just don't admit to it. Because the <laughs> prices will yeah. plummet. He does write about his, uh, his experience cause he ends up doing them, <laughs> uh, in life magazine, calling this article, seeking the magic mushroom. Uh, the piece is credited with na- naming the magic. This is, this is the piece, the article that actually supposedly coins the whole use of magic mushrooms and mm-hmm. making folks more aware of them around the same time. American scientists start studying shrooms. And so they enlist the help of a Swiss scientist, Albert Hoffman. Uh, known as the father of LSD, which we ended up leading into our LSD conversation. He is probably a really interesting guy, <laughs> to say the least. He also was the first person to extract psilocybin from the mushrooms. Wasson brings uh, to the state uh, from from where he was in Mexico, brings the mushrooms, whatever. Uh, and then Hoffman actually was, he, he was the one that was in charge of the chemical research of understanding shrooms. And he's like, oh, that make people feel a little wacky. Fucking crazy because all of this was like this guy brings it and this guy studies it and then kind of like branches out from there. So without Wasson, uh, it might not have been prevalent in the hippie era as it was to an extent. Well, isn't it isn't it amazing too? Like like not to get onto the MK Ultra thing because that's that's totally sidebar. But the fact that all of this stuff pre counterculture movement was being heavily researched in universities yeah. in prestigious Timothy universities. Leary. Yeah. Leary was in Harvard for fuck's sake, yeah. and it's like. It just, I like Timothy Leary a lot. Something had to occur, like something had to occur, and whether or not it was just the social awakening of people being like, "I'm not going to fight this fucking war." Yeah, like, uh, we have way too much invested in this war. Get your ass in the fucking grinder. Like, whether it was just that, and now they're like, we need the society society to be more docile and more Aquarian, if you will. Which is why it's being legalized now. But yeah, pour some fluoride into the water. Like Hitler. I think the simplest <laughs> answer is that the generation that was involved in the counterculture are now the oldest generation around, essentially. Yeah. So I think I think that's the most reasonable. I'll turn to business management. Like they've been doing it this whole fucking time, just doing it under underground, yeah. and now they're like, all right, we got to legalize it now because we've been doing this shit for fucking years. <laughs> so we're going to get yeah, into, this, yeah. the secret's out. We can't keep a lid on this anymore. So uh, let's gonna, just do we're that. We're going to yeah. get into a keep brief sidebar. LSD, though, because that's yeah. what we're using to control people's minds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is, the LSD conversation that we will have after I try stuff like that will also lead into before we cover MK Ultra, which I, I, I Anton, we have like discussing you these big huge episodes like how how that we know like i've said before we did Dahmer, we did almost four hours where we can do these big ass topics where we're getting into jimmy savile now we've done antarctica where i want to do like i want to do mk ultra in a sitting i want to just cover it all and fucking push it out there and not have to do all these like fucking parts of it it just talk about it as a whole because it's a fucking huge topic well, you got to do LSD and then MK Ultra. Yes. Those two would yeah, because I'm other. saying we'll do yeah, it they first. They need to be two separate things. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> we're going to do LSD on its own and we'll have Shane on for that one a thousand percent because you definitely have way more experience than I. Um, so we'll have to talk about a quick sidebar for everyone that's like uh, that doesn't maybe has never tried mushrooms. Uh, psilocybin doesn't work right away. Uh, it can take an hour 
or more to kick in. Meaning if you don't feel loopy, please don't take more. That night that I was saying to you guys, yeah, the night I was working, I'm going to eat more. The night I was saying to you guys where where I was going to like, you know, I was off the next day and I'm like, I'm going to do some Mm -hmm. mushrooms and stuff like that. And then, uh, so I was like, I took like three and a half grams, something like that. I was like, that's not really kicking in after like 45 minutes. So I ate like six of my microdose pills. And I said to Anton when I told him about this, I was like, the mushroom was like, oh, you want to fuck around, eh? Oh, you want to fuck around? And then I was like, I remember, tr- and this is, I found this artist that I love, and I don't give a shit. People obviously would might know about her, but I love this artist, London Grammar. She has an amazing voice. Uh, she's like my crush now. Crazy, like impactful, emotional music. And halfway through this trip, after I'm like shitting my brains out and having all this crazy experiences, sweating in the washroom, and I'm laying on the couch, my cat, my dog are beside me. It's like laying there, and I'm just tripping balls. And I'm like, I had the great idea to plug my headphones in to my PS5 controller so I could listen to the music while watching the video and I was just tripping balls crying having this emotional experience because if you want to fuck around the mushroom will will make you find out (laughs) 100% but if you don't fuck around then you'll never find out yeah it's very true it's very true so obviously it comes in waves and I'm going to do a video for everyone like follow follow the YouTube stuff because I will be doing like little short videos of the best way to be doing this stuff set and setting all that shit Uh, so what's more important trips can come in waves and they can last five to seven hours uh, so if you do like maybe the tea might be only three. Uh, so if you're going to do mushrooms, don't do it on a day that you have anything planned. You know what? So how it's going to start out, expect like euphoria and giggling. The first time I ever did mushrooms, I had a laugh attack. That one where I, me and Chelsea did mushrooms and I was like just laughing hysterically. And then I was like, I calmed the down. Like, and then I was like, oh no, it's coming back. And it's just like, just laughing my fucking head off. So fucking funny. Obviously intense feelings of wonder and deep thinking, staring at your hands, uh, alternate perception of time, some light visuals and lights will be moving. Uh, it's not all fun and games because it can cause intense paranoia. It depends how your state of mind is confusion, nausea, and a feeling of impending doom. You have to be in a good mind state. I've taken mushrooms when I am in a low uh, vibration, so to speak. I'm, I was lower and I was like, oh, I'll take some mushrooms. Does not go well. And they come at you like, fuck your life! Bing yeah. bong! Yeah, literally. <laughs> fuck you you, fuck you will understand that time has no fucking meaning when you are in the middle oh. of a bad trip. You, it's it's going to feel like eternity. That goes into my like worst mushroom story, bro, is that I fucking rolled two blunts, smoked two blunts, and came back inside, and somehow all that time period was 15 minutes. I don't even know how the fuck that's possible. You, you see, and, and that's, that's also You're something like, no, is dangerous, too. Is, left. Um, is being on mushrooms and smoking weed can change your trip. And I've also had Mixing this anything can change experience recently where I've, like, because I drink and I have alcohol readily available all the time, I have, like, a bar and stuff like that. So, like, to... I've done mushrooms plenty of times within the past year where I'll, like, drink a little as I'm coming down. And it's not always a good choice um, because it can shift your brain and it's not fun. I feel like valerian root and 5-HTP and a little bit of magnesium are the, the go-tos for after trip. I have a new tincture. Like, I was going to say, yeah. edibles is, is mine. Usually as soon as I start feeling the peak and then it comes down, I'll eat some edibles and then it'll just kind of smooth oh, out. Man, edibles can f- Those are great man. too. See, valerian root, uh, Anto, I have a new one where it's... Uh, Valerian root, it's a bunch of different things. It's for sleep. Cons- and actually it says that if you have, um, um, it's all like natural, but if you have insomnia and also if you had anxiety, you can take it two mm-hmm. or three times a day, um, which yeah, I was like, so that's cool. 
There's that. And uh, so one of the ones that I have is just called stress relief and it has valerian passion flower that's and a couple I mean. other things. And it's just an alcohol tincture and I yep, just that's put a I couple mean. drops in water and it's, I love it. I take it raw though. And then so it's like, you're supposed to take a deep breathe. Um, so that's where it goes. Deep breathe when you take it raw. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to ask Anton. You got to relax into it and let gravity do the work. Gravity. She said. <laughs> now back to the history lesson. In 1960, Timothy Leary, a counterculture and psychedelic icon, um, he came forward. Obviously, he reads an article about the magic mushrooms. The you know the life article. He decides to make his way to Mexico and try it himself. He does, and he allegedly permanently changes his life. Um, and he he talks about too that it's like one his one five hour trip uh he learned more about himself than his entire year's work like being at harvard and all this shit of how because he's an he's a genius either way you want to slice it timothy leary is a very smart man or was a smart man trying to remember but i want to say he was like a freudian psychologist and it just that whole thing was shattered after after doing psychedelics he's like oh this guy had no idea what he's talking about um leary says he learned more about his brain and himself during the five-hour trip than he did in the 15 years of school he returns to harvard university where he starts uh the harvard psilocybin project to conduct experiments based around psychedelic drugs it's all an effort that obviously proves his theory that drugs can lead to a higher state of consciousness alan ginsburg a beat poet catches the wind of this and heads to Cambridge to do drugs in the name of science. He quickly becomes a big fan and tells his famous friends Jack Kerouac and Charles Mingus about the fun he's having and the fungus that led to obviously this charge of like the changing the, the way he thought. Um, J- and so can you tell me a little bit about Jack Kerouac? I think you, cause I don't, I'm not. So I was actually familiar. pretty obsessed with the beats when I was younger. Like while everybody was like <clears throat> pretty into hippie shit. Um, I've talked about it before. We had that, that monster movie show offbeat cinema and in the background, somebody would always be reading howl. So I was okay. like, what the fuck is that? I dig the beat Nick aesthetic and like went into it and shit. Ginsburg. Great, great poet, complete and utter garbage human being. Uh, <laughs> William S. Burroughs, same, but also just a weird chaos magician of sorts. Kerouac was kind of the more normal of the three of them. He's a um, poet, right? Yeah. He wrote on the road, uh, but on the road yeah. was written under the influence of Ben, not Benzedrine, but Benzedrex or whatever the fuck the old school speed was that you would yeah. just be able to crack open, like put in a coffee and just fucking drink it. If you wanted to, it's all written on one scroll of parchment. He just sat there and trippy like wrote it out, but they're all like, they were the precursors to the hippie movement. Mm-hmm. That's fucking cool. And do you know who Charles Mingus is? That name sounds familiar, but I'm never heard completely blanking on it. Um, so they're into it, <laughs> but Harvard seems to grow tired of uh, Leary's shenanigans. He's fired in the mid 1960s, but he doesn't care. Uh, he starts just he starts actually like distributing psychedelics. I think even asked and stuff like that through the United States at the height of his hippie movement. Which who knows? Because of this journey, we'll probably eventually dive into Timothy Leary uh, and because the famous Dead series. Uh, which we haven't got back to yet. I have tons of ideas of who we want to cover next. Uh, but I believe that like Terrence McKenna and Timothy Leary should be part of that um, as its whole. Uh, but it, which is crazy because now that's, it's the hippie movement, you know, it's free love in the 1970s. Magic mushrooms officially were made illegal in America. Please don't stop doing them, though. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I wrote, uh, that was written in, but writer. And obviously you got Terrence McKenna releases his book. 
psilocybin magic mushroom growers guide in 1976, which is a huge deal. Uh, he says in his book that growing, uh, shrooms is only slightly more complicated than canning or making jelly. Shane, do you agree? Honestly, it's as long as you know the process and you keep everything sterile and clean, it's pretty fucking straightforward. I got to pick your brain about this stuff. Cause I want, because I'm, I, because of the backyard I have, I could easily probably grow it outside. There's like, I have probably different options. I mean, honestly, you'd be better off growing it into monotubs inside. Yeah, I've heard Just of because that. you can control the environment better. Yeah. But the outside stuff is just for shits and giggles. Like, yeah, do the same shit I did. Works, when your stuff yeah. molds, throw it outside and just see if it starts growing. If stuff grows, just fucking take them and use them as personal shit. Crazy. Hmm. So cool. Um, so obviously, like fast forward all the way to 2018, researchers at John Hopkins University confirmed that magic mushrooms can be used medically to treat PTSD, depression, and anxiety. It can also help people quit smoking. Uh, the following year, admit a mass push for a nationwide decriminalization of marijuana. Denver, Colorado decriminalizes magic mushrooms, and it's now it's it's now it's not legalized, but it's a huge step because even in Canada. Um, it's fucking crazy. The first shroomery opened in Alberta, um, and the second shroomery opened in Toronto. And then the third one, I think was in Hamilton and it got raided, uh, which is crazy because like it, the same way it happened in this happened with the fucking, um, when they first, uh, legalized marijuana in Canada, it's like you see this. I'd see this shop all the time. I'd get weed for them before it was like dispensaries were everywhere, which they're in every fucking corner in the, the small city of Brantford. That's like a fucking mini Toronto because of how like just the shit that ensues there. But it's, it's tiny compared to Toronto. And there was like literally like, I don't know, fucking 30 dispensaries in this small city. It's like crazy. Probably more than that. We- now. We were joking when I lived in Colorado where it was like it got to a point where there were more dispensaries than fucking Starbucks. Dude, like, like drove down the street. That, like, 100%. That's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Forever in Detroit, there's 8 Mile. And on 8 Mile, it was always a thing that you'd count the strip clubs because yeah. it was like every other building was a strip so club, crazy. bro. Now you count the dispos because it's not every other building. It's every single building is a fucking dispo. And then here and there, you'll find a strip club. <laughs> it, is, it is crazy because I, cause now it's so prominent and that's why I'm like and I still buy it but there's my conspiracy brain of what the what the government is spreading on this but I've I've known people that have like worked growing it and stuff like that for the government and they said it's pretty like other than so, you can't they can't tell you about everything but like um how it's it's pretty they're not spraying it with shit but then you have the idea of like what are they doing to get rid of um some of the shit that eats it and you just gotta be going. Oh, dude, there's there's a ton of regulations that go into that. Yeah. They spray with shit. We do that shit in my work, bro. They yeah. fucking spray that shit. <laughs> That's what I'm worried <laughs> like about. Regularly. I want to grow my own fucking shit just because of that. But it's so easily and readily available as I can go down the street and get it, right? My conspiracy brain's always like, what am I in? Like, is this gonna be bad for me down the road? Are they doing this on purpose? And you know what I mean? So but the whole dude, I, the shit we spray in the rooms, you gotta wait like twenty minutes before you can go back in the fucking rooms. But would that you affect you if you're shit. smoking it though? I mean, you're, it's not like you're rinsing off the buds. Like the shit's sitting somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously it's going to a, like a later that same year, um, uh, Oakland, California, obviously decriminalizes, uh, psychedelic plants and fungi. Uh, but you can't like you're what you're making something that's grown naturally, uh, illegal is always the stupidest bullshit to me. Uh, magic mushrooms have come a long way. They will never be fully legal, but the decriminalization and the medical use is a huge step. And, uh, love Paul Stamets. Uh, to bring this to a close. Um, but the, the, there's a fantastic fungi on, I think it's on Netflix now. Amazing documentary. 
Love yeah, it. Fucking they put phenomenal. a lot of time into it and it goes into the idea of fungi. Cause I take a bunch of stuff now where, um, I even want to get into taking reishi. Um, sorry, I'm playing with my fucking hair. Cause that wig fucked up my hair. Like every time I wear a wig, my fucking hair goes all bananas. Um, but like it, it it's fucking crazy. Like in, in all this stuff that I fucking, you know, and I'm glad I found like the site. It's crazy. Cause a site that I used to use, I'm not going to ever shut it out, but so I used to use to get edibles because you can't get strong edibles and dispensaries. It's 10 milligrams, which is fucking pathetic. Like I have to, Oh no, like, Tom froze. That's what I was about to say. I didn't know if it was me or not. <laughs> I saw you moving. And I was like, okay, uh, it's give it a second. There you're back. There he goes. Give it, I was like, yeah, the fucking Maybe Chelsea's trailer too. It's raining outside of my house, so I literally thought my internet went out. I was like, God damn it. Yeah, you earlier. It, it's all good though, because um it, we're we're at the close of this. Um and I I fucking loved getting into this stuff because I've wanted to do this for a while and I I wanted to do it justice because I I it's changed my fucking life, man. And like it, it is crazy that like and I found like the site I was using for um edibles. And because you can only get certain, uh, you have to, man, the edibles they sell at the dispensaries, I'd have to eat five of them to really get a good experience, right? Dude, that's yeah, my problem. Edibles the highest they make in Michigan is 200 milligrams on an edible that I've seen. That That's way better. They could only sell to 10, 10 milligrams, the highest that they can sell in uh, in the dispensaries. And I talked to, well, that's a full package. Like, you know, the little each individual yeah. gummies, the highest I'll see is like 20 per gummy. Mm-hmm. I'm saying 10 in I a love, pa- they'll give you I love making my own they will give you a package of one edible and it's 10 milligrams or a drink that's only 10 milligrams and I talked to the chick I was oh, like you can fuck off I need at least like 50 60 <laughs> yeah I need at least yeah 50 40 50 maybe 60 um I used to eat these suckers from the site I'm, I'm talking about and they're 125 and that was like a perfect um stone right where it's not overboard where I I told Anton I got a thousand milligram edible I thought it was a bunch of edibles it was one. It looked like an ice cream cone. Me and Chelsea Star cut the tip death. off and then we cut it again. And I thought I was going to die. And she, she was, <laughs> she was, this, she's like, I'm just super high. And she kept saying like, oh, this will be done eventually. Eventually I will, I, this will be gone. I will not like be like this anymore. And I was like, <sighs> like trying to fucking breathe and thinking I was dying. And the one time I thought I had COVID during like the COVID hype because I couldn't breathe. And it's like, she was like, did you just get COVID within an hour? And I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, but like, Why is it a regular thing for edibles that you forget that you know how to breathe? It's weird. But it is the strangest thing. Yeah, it's just like, it's like, oh, shit, my breathing's on manual. I got to. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> okay, it, I'm good. <laughs> so, like, I talked to the one and I was like, okay, they, they have alcohol everywhere. Something that causes fights. Something that, like, people become maniacs on. And I can vouch for even me when sometimes I've been drunk on shit like that. I've, I became a happy drunk throughout my years. But I was a teenager with all my mental health issues. Um, I went kind of fucking nuts at times. And the fact that you can buy a 26er, okay? You can buy a 40. You can buy a 60. If you choose to drink that all in one fucking sitting, that's your choice. They allow that to happen. But with edibles, they're like, oh, what if somebody has something happen to them? And it's just like, you have the choice to take this much or whatever. So the idea that we can we focus our whole fucking culture on alcohol a lot of times, and there's LCBOs or whatever, fucking beer stores or whatever, are everywhere. Um, but like psychedelics are fucking weed you can't have because what? Like, honestly, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, One yeah, of the most annoying I mean, let's, let's, things to me is that they view weed like alcohol. They're like, you can't drive because it's just like alcohol. Yeah, you can't do this because it's just like alcohol. Like, no, bro, not. I can be as stoned as I fucking want to be. And I'm totally fine driving. If I drink like three drinks, bro, I'm yeah. not going to be out of fucking weed. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm an, an avid uh, summertime bi- bicyclist in the in, in the city with all my friends because we just love getting, you know, 
backpack beers and going for bike rides because I'm not getting behind the wheel of a fucking car. But weed, you can smoke that fucking all day, every day. I mean, I've been sitting here hitting this pen the whole time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, no, it's it's just it's not even kind of the fucking same thing. It's dude, like, it's I've like smoked so much now that I don't even realize that I'm stoned anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's no, that's like literally hitting this pack the entire fucking episode. Yeah, no, it's it's not even it's not even mildly the same so and, I, mean, I have every, a, every experienced smoker knows that so i have a chart pulled up this is your psychedelic experience the psilocybin experience so this is so people can break it down that maybe you have never tried it you start small that's all i always tell people uh, and i'll do a whole video about this uh for youtube but obviously you have like a 0.5 um is you know is like a mood enhancement uh crisp concentration uh your flow state will get better and then you get like uh you know close to a gram you might be feeling stone mild euphoria visual enhancements short-term memory anomalies alternate sounds then when you better hit a gram gram is the is the threshold that's liftoff as paul statements would say and that's when you become you see some more vivid colors close eyes visuals um you know distracted thought patterns and enhanced creativity uh and then once you get start getting like two grams to 3.5 that's warped um kaleidoscope style visions which i've definitely seen numerous times mild hallucinations 3d closed eyes visuals um and then distorted sense of time and then obviously the heavy dose uh when you get 3.5 to 5 is heavy hallucinations ego um your ego dissolves uh you know mild disconnect from reality complete loss of time out of body experiences and then obviously five Five plus is like where ego death, where you like, like you, you see yourself beyond all this bullshit. You completely disconnect from what reality is. And, uh, I've learned that from my experience with psychedelics, uh, reality is not as real as we think it is. I've seen fucking grids in the sky, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, I told Anton the about the sacred geometry, fucking building block shit. Just like, oh, I told okay. Anton about this when I was we were outside. We were like, we used to watch, we, I do psychedelics all the time, watching movies outside, um, taking mushrooms, uh, watching movies. And I like a lot of the times, like I knew the movie or like, we were like a lot of times we watch something like, yeah, we knew we watched like signs, which was actually kind of fun. Watch that shit outside by a fire. Um, and I just look up in the sky and I can see the stars and they're connecting in like a grid formation. It was fucking crazy. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. fucking nuts. Um, have you guys ever seen the movie chicken little bro? Where like the grid yeah, falls out yeah. of the fucking sky. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what it looked like to me. Oh shit. <laughs> It is crazy. Like the dome. Um, and, uh, you know what? To end this, like, I will personally say that psychedelics have changed my life. Anton, since you started this show with me, uh, more than a year ago, have you seen the change in me? Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. And I really wanted, when you were showing all those pictures, I want to be like, we get it, bro. You listen to tool. Shut the fuck up. I I don't like how tool <laughs> took Alex Gray's. Like it just, it's, I hate tool. Alex Gray did a ton of art for tool. I know. Like, I just don't Alex like Gray tool. And Maynard were like this for I a hot minute. I don't like tool. <laughs> at all. Or sorry, Adam Jones and, and Alex yeah. Gray were. I don't like tool. Popular opinion. I'm also not a fan of tool, even though I am a psych knot. Yeah. I don't like tool. I'm sorry. I loved tool back in the day. Like when I was a teenager, tool was the shit, but it was like, you know, math rock and it was the, the first oh, version of that that i'd ever heard and i was like wow this is like fucking awesome maynard's a piece of shit i saw them live it was the worst show that i saw <laughs> that year and i was just like yeah i'm fucking over this so this image uh there's a famous alice gray um art of like a guy laying on his bed and seeing all the eyes there was a time i took four grams of mushrooms um and Chelsea- it's also the cover for the spirit molecule that book yes. i did that artwork for that yeah. book um 
Chelsea's upstairs doing something. I don't know if she was on them too, but uh, I laid down and I had a fucking blindfold. I put on my eyes and I laid there and it literally looked like a thousand eyes were looking at me. And I was like, nope, not for that. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I could, Cause I, I've said to Anton that I want to dive into that stuff. Um, eventually. Um, just another weird observation. Have you ever guys ever taken a shower on psychedelics where you just feel yes. like you're in this giant empty vat room? It almost feels like that shit from like stranger things where it's just like the dark fucking black area with like water on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's like the most creepy ominous feeling to take a shower on psychedelics, especially when you close your fucking eyes. Dude. I, see, I've yet so to like running, like I said before running water centers me. So if I get really like, if I'm having like a, like, okay, I'm mild panic or what have you, I will go and like, I do this mental exercise where it's like the water hits you. It turns muddy and crappy and then once the water runs clear you're good oh yeah yeah but, like, I like i've always wanted to do uh at least three or four grams and go into a sensory deprivation tank because uh, i've done depo ooh. tanks which i love but my like, I, I want that to be the floating darkness like i, I yeah i want to try that I'm, I'm at the point where it's like you know give me a battle that'll either kill me or set me free let's go See, I think you're going to be in another world yeah. at that point. See, like, oh, I know. That's another point. world. My, yeah, that's I, my buddy I mean, Raz, I, that's been on the show before, stuff like that. He's got me super into the stuff like way beforehand. Like, um, I, I've told Anton stuff off air, which I won't mention, but like I, I mixed a bunch of shit stupidly and had crazy paranoia, um, ingesting like mushrooms and some other stuff. Uh, but Raz, he owned, he ended up selling it, but he owned a float studio where they would do, um, he also has his girlfriend is very spiritual and they would do like, they would do ceremonies and like sound circles or whatever and all this shit. And, um, I did the, the first time I did the tank, I like rubbed my eyes. I'd salt my eyes. I couldn't get comfortable. And I like, it, it, it wasn't the greatest. And then I tried it again. was nice, calming, but he's, I was like, he did like three, he did like a half quarter, uh, in Canada terms, uh, at 3.5 and did it. And he's like, it's fucking crazy. He's like, you couldn't imagine the type of feelings that you get and see and things you go through. And, but yeah, psychedelics have changed my fucking life. Uh, well specifically magic mushrooms. Uh, I'll get back to you when I try LSD. Uh, but I really enjoyed this. Um, yes. Get, get, get your passport. Come down for bicycle day. Cause yeah. I'm really trying to convince a, a good chunk of my friends to do just trip and ride our bikes that day. Yes. Uh, so let's bring it to a close because it's been two hours. We have yet to pee. I also have to. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, you saw my little message. Yeah, on the I was side. like, yeah, I've been, I've been holding hour. it fucking for it too. So this is what happens when we get like, there's sometimes like on the Antarctica episode, I was like, yeah, we gotta like take a break. It's like fucking two and a half hours in. For once, I don't have to. I always <laughs> yeah, have to piss no. like 20 minutes into the episode. I didn't drink anything and all I've been doing is smoking. So I'm like, I, I drank a, like a motherfucker, but I don't have to tonic, piss. So. Um, Good old energy drink. Got yeah. me. Oh, fuel. Nice. Nice. (laughs) We'll stay away from that shit. I do not like energy drinks. Anyway, dude, I drink bang like it's fucking water at this point. It's bad. Remember, Billy said this is my one, the G Fuel Naruto Sage mode thing, and it's a limited edition one. So I'm pretty bummed out because there's one gas station I know that has these, and I've been buying every one that I can find when I see them. Every time I drink an energy drink, I feel like I'm on cocaine. I'm gonna have a heart attack. Um, (laughs) but so that's how I feel. I kind of dig it though. Dude, okay, so fun fact, I mean, you you know, uh, you know, what I party and what have you at the bars, I would much rather like crack a bang or like a heavy, super heavy caffeinated energy drink after like midnight of drinking to continue drinking than start doing bumps like yeah. fuck that. Uh, well, neither for me. So, um, obviously, you know, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, and I always wanted to dive into this uh, considering how much, you know, mushrooms have changed my life and, and the way I think and stuff like that. And, uh, so obviously, you know, where to find us, stranger podcast, www.strangerpodcast.com. Um, and, uh, 
Shane, Charlie with his two cents. Yeah, Shane, shout out all your shit. <laughs> Uh, I try to make it quick and easy. I do multiple shows, uh, inquiries about reality, bizarre encounters. Um, but I put it all under one kind of name as open minds media. So if you want to come and find all of the different shows that I do come and check out the open minds media link tree, which is uh, L A N K T R period E E slash open underscore minds underscore media. Yes. And there's obviously, uh, uh, there's obviously stuff in the works, um, to actually create a YouTube show with Shane that will just be specifically for YouTube um, because he's going to build up a YouTube and create one too. So there's, there's stuff in the works. Uh, so obviously be prepared and uh, look for that stuff because I will let you guys know when we start really doing this and we get the first episode and then, you know, I'll get you some, go subscribe to Shane's show, um, show him some love, give him a five-star review. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this and Shane, man, you're a rock star. You'll definitely hear Shane on a Patreon episode for a stranger danger and then we can kind of really get to know each other and stuff like that fuck yeah shane thanks for joining us dude this yeah. was a blast this I had awesome. a real good time i can't wait to talk more about this shit too yes fuck yeah. i was gonna say thanks I for having like- me on guys and i'll have to get both you guys individually on my show i've had tom a long yeah, time ago long time but i still gotta get you time. anton because we missed the show on sunday yeah. but whatever we'll oh, fuck, yeah, but- again. <laughs> yeah yeah you got we'll, we'll work it all out we absolutely will yeah 100 yeah. uh tons of stuff in the works obviously and uh, i'm super excited because Look out, you know, subscribe to the YouTube uh, Strange Fruit Podcast because we probably will be doing eventually like a psychedelic live where we discuss psychedelics as a whole. So go shit, you know, go fucking, you know, you know what to do. Stay strange, you pieces of shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Peace. I wake up late, I stay up late Anyway to escape I find a dear day Yes, I'm a slave I'm reminded that I hate the way this world is Searching for a purpose worthless My nerves get tense when I sense a bad vibe And I'm sick of hearing black guys Rap about how they blast nines Well, that's fine, but it's so repetitive You'll probably be mad I said this shit But you gotta grasp the senselessness And in it for your dead and stiff My head is sick And I try not to mention it Because my friends are quick to judge Listen up, I don't give a shit because this world's nothing but a dream And world leaders fuck kids, disgusting as it seems This world of corruption and greed is something in me And all of us when you look in the mirror and nobody's all you see And guys call you sluts behind your back You find it sad that men's focus is on a fine ass And time has changed a lot and all these children are just mindless and brainwashed All playing to the same god All these children are just mindless and brainwashed All praying to the same God All praying to the same God What the hell I want to go off into is go to work for Work for what? Money? I got all the money in the world I'm a king, man I run the underworld, guy I decide who does what and where they do it at What am I going to run around and act like I'm some teeny bop or somewhere for somebody else's money? I make the money, man I roll the nickel and I blaze while I wait for these beings from outer space You think they're a million miles away But they're in your room watching you I stare at them when I'm puzzled too Know it all And I'd hold my balls as I strolled down the halls Thinking I was God Looking for a wishing star As reality is hitting hard Let's go to a different galaxy It isn't far Get in the car and hit the gas And get my ass to somewhere new Where people aren't scared to Fight to win And they don't care if you fucking like them or not Because we're all fighting for the same cause They want mindless and brainwashed Praying to the same God One world under one government They have cures but love the sick You wonder why drugs exist I've had enough of this They're abducting kids As they're forced to suck dick 
All these fascist fucking pigs As disgusting as it is It's a reality Living in a fallacy Which is actually a holographic galaxy Do the research Always jump feet first Because it will change how you see earth The way we eat dirt and treat each other Makes me hurt To my inner core We should be giving more to the poor As the doors are getting closed Is this living? Hell no That's where I think I see, you know, just, you know, just however I feel.